welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, Kevin Clark, your co-host, and across the table from me, Travis Boat. There he is, and next to both of us, catty corner for both of us. Hi, it's me, Matt Lynch. There he is. He's yeah. Oh, that's right. I was very quiet. Hi, it's me. Hi. Hey. You sound very serious. You dusky. Kind of, it's dusky. We're all, we're all very serious right now because we well, we're actually course. recording this in different rooms in three different parts of the country. <laughs> we <laughs> self, we've self-isolated we isolated ourselves. <laughs> We are coming from Ground Zero, uh, the dead <laughs> yeah. center of the American coronavirus outbreak, Seattle, Washington, King County, where it all started in yeah. America. Uh, yeah, and we're you know we're living in apocalyptic times, but that's not going to stop us from entertaining you guys. We're talking about three very we're <laughs> entertaining very ourselves, ri- entertaining you guys by boring ourselves. <laughs> if, pe- if people are stopped, if people stop podcasting because of this, then we've this we've, 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 we've taken, the podcast it, we've industry, taken it too far. If people are like, we can't even record podcasts now. No, what? we're going to do this. That's like all Sanitize. I want you to dunk these microphones in hand sanitizer <laughs> when we're done. I, I, I might do something kind of like that. Yeah. We we have to stay healthy. We have to do this for America. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got to do it for we got to do it for ourselves. And for I mean, ourselves. Jesus for Christ. our Patreon donors. And for our Patreon donors, we love you very much. If Thank we get you. too sick that we can't fucking sit in front of these microphones and bullshit about <laughs> Terrible movies Why? for like these three are, hours. These are all two and a half hour sessions. That's that's going to be exhausting it's when tiresome. we're withering away. Yeah, when you can only get like four words out between a that's breath. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying that's swaddled the suspense in. is <gasps> killing us. <laughs> the swaddled in blankets, hacking we'll just, up lungs. We'll just end the last Feverish. one. Feverish. The suspense has killed us. And Kill- then- and then we wow. just cut. Bum, 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 Can we? Bum, I wonder if our Patreon. I wonder if our Patreon subscriptions would boost if we died on on air. That would on be our amazing, podcast. right? It, it, it would be honestly, and I'm sorry to be serious here, but the uh, the likelihood that we would all die at the exact same time is, is pretty pretty amazing. Pretty, I don't think that's gonna happen. Call that Unless we all blow our brains out, which frankly I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna draw the line right here at, at blowing our brains out. Really? I won't do it. What if we had like a suicide <laughs> pact? That's like really. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're gonna draw the line. Would, oh, you're drawing the line of blowing your brains out now. <laughs> okay, okay, we're drawing All the right. lines, huh? We would, okay, boomer. We would presumably have to all sign that pact, right? But then I would fake you guys out. I would let you guys kill yourselves, and I would just not do it. Yeah, but yeah. then I That's, would fake the you move. out, and then. Wow, just, and none of us. Then we'd all just actually, fake each other out. I am the only one who blew my brains out. You guys are like, wow, he really did it. Shit, uh, he committed to it. <laughs> we all thought this was kind of a bit, really. Well, he's. Do gone. you know how to work the equipment? Because. <laughs> no, let's just sell it. It'll free up some more space <laughs> in the hospital, so uh, that's okay. Oh, this is grim. Let's. Well, you know, maybe grim oh, times. You know, frankly, for a lot of reasons, this episode is going to be grim as shit. Yeah. Well, the, there's there a, were there's boring a little, movies we watched. I the one, there's one of these I movies in particular that uh, Frank that I think is awful is is a real piece of shit, but uh, I do not think it's boring. Oh, fair uh, enough. We'll get to it. It is, it is not boring in a real fucked up sort of way. I was kind of bored by that. it. I know which one you're talking about. I think you, it's, yeah, I think it's way too do. long. I actually thought it was dull. And yeah. then there's For one. a lot. And, I, and it was annoying. I actually, oh, you yeah. thought? Okay, well. I, 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 we'll I, 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 I If we're talking about the same one. General's Daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I actually hated it. Yes, and good. Part, it's I, terrible. I, I fucking hated it. And I thought, and I was like, I kept doing the like, uh-huh. all right, all right, all right. Like, and then, well, we'll get to it. Fucking that movie. Fucking we're gonna we're shit. gonna get to that last. We're gonna cap this thing off with the. Uh, well, we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have the most to say about that. Actually, a truly actually, disgusting movie. And I actually kind of enjoyed the first one. We're gonna talk about. 
Oh, I think right. it's I think it's dumb, but I I thought it was it was like that kind where I'm like, this is fine. Well, oh, should, what's the operating? Jump what in? is the the common theme going on in these movies? This episode is going to be called "If I Have My Way." Uh-huh. <laughs> there, there's no business like Stowe business. Yeah, I think we're agreeing. Three on. films with Madeline Stowe. Oh. Madeline Stowe, sexy, sexy. Madeline 1993's Blink. Oh. 1994's China Moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from 1999, The General's Daughter. Now, we, I, wait, I, were these? Is that the same impre- Madeline Stowe impressions from the last episode? Because I. We we basically got there. We fluctuate. I, I thought she sounded more point. like this. A man. She's, I was kind of doing everything very, all at once. Um, she's got a very sultry. It's like deep the combination voice. of the the crazy oh, goose oh. hen lady from Looney Tunes and Charles Nelson Riley. No, I know. And, I know and what if you're you've doing, ever seen just, a Madeline Stowe movie, then she you know that's like pretty it. goddamn close to I've how seen she talks. Every Madeline Stowe movie now, especially in last really? night. Oh, see now, I've talked about it before, but I am of course. A Madeline Stowe stan. Yeah. I, sp- I certainly was in the 90s. We call ourselves Mad- Stovers. Yeah. <laughs> Hold Stovers. Russell Stovers. Hold Stovers. <laughs> I, st- I stand for Stowe. And, uh, and uh, I think she's just... You're a stowaway. Uh, particularly, I think she she ruled the 90s. Not necessarily with like the best movies or anything like that, but I really like... I obviously How do you think feel about she's the She's very beautiful. Oh, she's that's right. She's in the steak. I haven't Madeline watched those since I was She owned. They're bad. Yeah, I haven't watched I haven't the second one is especially bad. Uh, the first I've one never takes seen place, the second one. The first one takes place in, uh, in and around Seattle. Yeah. And the, doesn't the bad guy get crushed by logs at the end? Uh-huh. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. That's the, that is how most people in Seattle go, by the way. And if the you don't live a, here, we all se- get crushed by logs. Do you logs. remember how in the there's second a, one they tried to sort of like lethal weapon it? And they were like, let's they, give him a goofy sidekick and it's Rosie O'Donnell. That's right. I have not seen it. but the Joe Pesci of Rosie O'Donnell, I guess. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It didn't work. <laughs> She's shooting koosh balls at fucking Emilio is that, Estevez. Is there like and a sex scene between Whoopi Goldberg Doe and Dreyfus in the first one? <laughs> oh, God. I've I think that they have that a, I don't know if they have a, scene, they have but a relationship. relationship. You know, they have a romantic Dreyfus is in way more, like, movies, like, sexy movies than he has any right to be. <laughs> like, we'll name another one. Well, there is like, a sex like scene in Down and Out in Beverly like, Hills, like, but looking, I don't looking, think it's, it's supposed him to be. It's him and Kim Basinger in Nine and a Half Weeks. In the seventies, right? <laughs> wasn't it like wasn't it like Looking for Mr. Goodbar? I want to rub this strawberry like on your like, lady. Aren't there yeah. movies where he's like just Looking like, for Mr. Goodbar? He's not in as far as far okay. as I remember. Well, what's that? What's that one where, he's, also a por- not what's the one where he's a porno director? Look, I haven't seen oh these, inserts. I'm just oh yeah inserts. Just from the covers, there's a there's one. I know there's one where it's like there's just too many movies where Richard Dreyfuss is supposed to be like sexually attracting to women, and you're like inserts. He is absolutely not supposed to be sexually attractive. He's a director. I've yeah, seen yeah. this movie. He's a like a well, booze adult director, and then he can't get it up. He That's can't the get whole, it up, he, but he, he directs porno <laughs> movies. And at the end, he does get it up, and there is a sex scene. And so if you want to see Richard Dreyfuss sucking on boobies, this is the movie for you. And then I mean, uh, I don't, but do. Well, was then there was also there was also weird? what about knob. What about <laughs> Mr. Holland's anus? Oh my God! Here we go. Keep going. Uh, Krippendorf's dick. Oh no! There's also Clittendorf's tribe. <laughs> oh, Clittendorf's tribe. Yeah. Shit! That was right. That's way better. No, there's two. They're both. They're, they're there's both. two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> Dreyfus is in both. He's like, I want a paycheck. Bunghole to bunghole. Oh wait, that's Tim Allen. Uh, wow. Matches, matches. What? Uh, did you just have those on deck? You just make those up now? Or uh, I was thinking good. about it while we were talking. What about knob? What about knob? What about this it? Fucking guy. Well, anyway, sorry. What about knob? Sorry to get too off, off uh, track. They call me the Punisher. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna get too off track. We're not doing it. We're not doing a Dreyfusathon this time. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we have should. to do a Dreyfusathon though, here. so we can do Silent Hill, which is uh, I can't. We have to do Silent, 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 Silent Fall. Silent Fall. Silent Fall. Silent Fall. Sorry. Uh, One of the weirdest movies ever made. 
The uh, but uh, I I consider Madeline Stowe to get back on track. The yes. good Andy McDowell. Ooh, fair That's enough. Great. She's one of two good Andy McDowells from the eighties and nineties. It's her and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mm. Yet Andy McDowell still is in a lot of movies from that period. It's weird. But I, I mean, they must have just all been filming movies at the same time. Uh, yeah. I think she's one of the sexiest uh, actresses ever. Like she had a very like a like kind of a raw sensuality, raw vulnerable sensuality to her, and they, and it's it's used in uh, varying different degrees. Uh, in in the general's daughter in particular, there's no it's non-existent. Yeah, they're, they're just, I don't, for some reason she's in it. It's really like Blink and, and uh, in China Moon. She gets yeah, to be yeah. very. I, mean, I feel like you can say that about ninety percent of the cast of that movie. Yeah, that is a well. Like, we, well we're all very there. excited to get to it. We got to get to uh, I'm, I'm a excited movie that to I talk saw. About it. Yeah, I was not. I was more times than I should have when I was a teenager. <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you one re- <laughs> one guess as to why. <laughs> a little movie called Aiden Quinn. Uh, yes. Okay. A little, I, little I movie called seen Blink. This I have a donor. I pulled a few strings at the eye bank. Yeehaw! Don't expect too much at first. We're gonna open your lids. What's the first thing I'm going to see? Humans reach visual maturity at age nine. Emma was blinded at eight. We just don't know what you'll see. Mr. Cachetto? It's all right. Go back to bed. She's dead, right? Is there anything else you can tell me about Valerie Wheaton? She was a noisy lover. Did she have a boyfriend that you know? I could hear him. You got a name on him? You know his name? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. (laughs) So your eyes are having a delayed reaction to reality. I guess you could say that. So what is that? Your eyes are driving the train and your brain's the caboose that hasn't caught up yet? I'm just beginning to think this guy is a figment of her imagination. I'm telling you, she's the key. You're good at your job. My job is the only thing I am good at. Oh, I doubt that. Blink, you'd never seen. I'd never seen Blink. I'd never either. seen the first two of the we're gonna do together. I hadn't seen any of these. So you, you guys never, never saw course. Blink. Never saw Blink. No. <sighs> you know, this is like the whole premise of this podcast is that I haven't seen all of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. So Blink was a. Uh, I don't know. Blink was a big deal uh, for some reason. I was. I was not into Blink One Eighty Two. Well, either you can't be into both. Do you, was you Blink One Eighty Two named after this movie? One hundred percent. Yes. Because <laughs> it's one hundred eighty-two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> It's very long. <laughs> it's over three hours long. It was Directed long. Directed by Andre Tarkovsky. I think it's 145, which, it is frankly, which is frankly way too long. Yeah. I remember it started up, and I always check the time on these things. And some movies could be an hour and 45, and you go like, sure. And this one, I was like, wow, fuck you. Yeah, right? Well, I know I know what the premise of this movie is. Yeah. You can't milk this for an hour and 45. I was bummed because she's not blind the whole time. She's blind. She's, she's barely, barely blind at all. Them, yeah. And, she, and I don't know, she blinks some, but I don't know if she yeah. blinks a lot. Well, Madeline Stowe... Not enough to call the movie Blink, at least. Madeline Stowe is a sexy, blind, Irish, uh, Irish uh, fiddle, like fiddle, fiddle, fiddle player. They're like a folk, folk band of some kind. In, in classic movie... Uh, these, They're a real band, of, though. She's not in the That's right, band. the Dovers or the, the Rovers. The uh, Drovers. Drovers. Yeah. And an actual Chicago band that existed at the time. Presumably they had to pluck their actual fiddle player out and put Madeline Stowe in there, so I feel sorry for whoever that was. Yeah. Like, we're going to get the rest of you guys in here, and then Lori Metcalf is apparently going to be our roadie or whatever the hell her deal <laughs> I think is. She's their manager. <laughs> she's like their manager. <laughs> Lori Metcalf, by the way, this was 
during Roseanne, I'm assuming. Yeah. Sure. This is like a five. Isn't this movie for like five minutes? Yeah. Well, you know, TV, weird. that was the thing. TV stars and like you know, at the time, you c- it wasn't like I think now it's inter- it's so interchangeable that it's like seems weird to us that like I guess that's there right. wouldn't that there was that they were different worlds, the movie stars and TV stars. Yeah, like it was like oh she's on TV, give her a tiny role, you know. Lori Metcalf is one of the most uh, she won, critically she, acclaimed and, po- and popular Emmys. TV actors. Yeah. Give her give her five minutes in this <laughs> shitty <laughs> shitty thriller. She was uh, always my favorite on Roseanne. Of course, everyone's favorite. Well, Darlene was or, my favorite, but I kind of had a crush on her. I like Dan. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, okay, yeah. Dan was f- goofy and funny, and then sometimes he'd get all mad and punch a wall, and you'd be like, oh, that was fucking scary. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're blue collar. That's, that's he's what a dynamic like. man, though. He's a dynamic man. Oh, uh, well, and bl- anyway, Blank, she's blind. Uh, Aiden Quinn is, is in it. Yeah, one of the one of the opening scenes, she is uh, she is playing her she's playing her fiddle with the Drovers. This is uh, the first at, scene, at, 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 I believe. This is the first scene in the movie, and she's very sexy, and she's playing the fiddle. And Aiden Quinn is like with his he, Aiden Quinn is a uh, is a copper, yeah. and, and he's going. You there, you're sitting there going like Hachi Machi. You I'm gonna I'm gonna have a rendezvous with that young lady later on. <laughs> you don't what know a, he's a cop at this point. He's just like a dude who's out with a bunch of other He does say hachi machi. Yeah, one of, and, one, and, and it's kind of uh, dis- dismaying to know that he is a cop considering how he behaves yeah, yeah. in yes. the scene. But before that... Which I think they're, is they're kind out. of... The movie is a, like the mo- a point the movie is barely trying to make a little bit yeah. at first when they're like, look right. at these. Oh, these are the cops. Oh, no, it's those drunk guys from the very first scene and they're kind of shitty. But one of, one of the people like looks at, her, look, looks at her legs and goes, oh, my God, would you look at the wheels on that mother? Wheels! <laughs> <laughs> on that mother. On that mother. <laughs> it's Chicago, by the way, and that's how they ah, talk. A bunch of people talking like this. You Look know, at the wheels on that mother there. You know what? I wish that was the case. I know, but I know. Everybody in this movie has a fucking New York Nobody accent. talks like Aiden Chicago. Aiden Quinn's like, oh, I grew up on the fucking south side of Chicago over here. Give me a fucking deep yeah. dish pizza. Bada bing. <laughs> Madeline Bada Stowe's boom. just doing a Madeline Stowe accent. She just sounds like this. Well, she's uh, she's Irish. Uh, the, he, he actually calls her a mick a couple of times. She's, I mean, she's... Not Irish, and she's not but doing she's, an Irish accent. No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. She does, I just want it to be clear. To, Irish music. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be clear to people that like she's not Irish. Like she's not doing an Irish thing. She's just no, no. Irish American, I guess, yeah. because her last name is McAllister or something. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's no. She's re- Kevin McAllister. There's aunt. no reason to like have to have that like be a thing about her character, except that it was in the script, and they were like, I guess these are the lines we're supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> Her name's uh, Patty O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> Is that right? No, her name's oh, Emma Brody. Emma Brody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Patty O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, she, anyways, her, she plays the fiddle with like the shillelagh, like a shillelagh, which everyone reminds her is not Irish, but she won't have anything to do with that. Yeah, she doesn't no. she's blind. I thought yeah, her name was. Tell. I thought her name was Lucky Charms McGillicuddy. But <laughs> wow, that is so Irish. That's very, it sounded very Irish to me. Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous Irishman of all time, um, but she she it's important to know that she hasn't been blind her whole life. No, she oh, was, she she's, was blinded by her mother. Her mother smashed her face into a mirror because her she mother saw something. <laughs> no, because she was putting this is she was putting on her mom's makeup, yeah. and you can see it in flashbacks. Right. And she goes, "What the fuck you think you're doing, you little whore?" And smashes Smash. her face into the fucking mirror yeah. when she was eight. And apparently, what this did was instead of disfiguring her face in any sort of way, I think just two pieces of glass went directly into her pupils and turned them gray. Yeah. And then the rest of her face was fine. We didn't, and luckily we don't see that happen 
like in graphic detail. No. Although we do it's see not a bunch in gra- of they kind of cut away before the smash happens. We, no, but I mean you don't see the pieces of. of oh right, right, right. No, rise. I'm just guessing because she see... she looks. There's no cuts on her face or yeah. scars. I was she just surprised has there eyes. wasn't a scene like late in this movie where like yeah, you, you right. go to meet her mom and it's like Anne Bancroft or something yeah. like that. And I it's totally. Like, I fucking hated you for you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll get one, one of those drunken mom scenes right. that we love. I so was hoping for one of those. It really seemed like it was like going going there, but then it. Then the it movie. just doesn't. No, she's it's a weird, a weird and fucked up detail to not really follow up on. Yeah, like, that, that, is that, just, that is such a horrifying thing to happen, and then it's just sort of like, yeah, she hates her mom. It's yeah. not. And it's like the kind of thing where you're like, this should be a big part of the movie. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that I think it speaks to is the fact that this woman uh, seems to just sort of have a thing for letting people treat her like shit. <laughs> she's a. I be honest with you, I think that her character. I think this movie's pretty bad. I like her character in this movie. She's she's a wisecracker. There's not you know there's yeah. not a lot of movies where the, there's a female character who's funny, or right. at least is is presented as funny. She's always joking, and she is uh and she's also oh, she's trying to look on the bright side of life. But she's, she's, yeah, maybe look a, as uh, well as we she go. can. And uh, <laughs> there we go. She's she's fire she's fiery, sexy. So she'll oftentimes initiate sexual congress by like tally by how like many fighting times people. Travis says uh, Madeline Stowe is sexy during this. <laughs> it's podcast. gonna be a lot. It's a million right now. I think I, I think it's tr- <laughs> it's a thing that I think. I know, I know. Very I, just, I just I find her very. I mean, she's not an, she's not an unattractive woman, but I Good doesn't, God. doesn't doesn't ping the needle for me at all. Doesn't ping the needle ping for me. I don't know what Gross. that means. Is she pinging your needle? Apologies there? to everybody. How's she doing for you there, Bob? She pinging your needle, Bob. Yeah. Pinging, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. So she pings Kevin's needle. Well, I yeah. meant just like get. I don't. I don't get any kind of reaction out of it at all. Not, not one, like, you don't get boner one from Matt. I wasn't still. talking about boners, but it's. I guess it sounded like I was Pinging talking your about needle boners. doesn't sound like a boner. Yeah, yes, it does. I, that really wasn't what I meant, but really yeah, it, it sounds like one. <laughs> you got some what there, that spanking? Hey, hey, babe, hey, babe. Yuck, gross. <laughs> That's what he says. Got a little yeah. Madeline Stowe there. <laughs> he says that in disclosure. He oh, got some what there, spanking. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, okay. Anyway, Anyways, Madeline Stowe is she's, uh, she's is blind. Well, the, but the very first scene is like the whole is like we know we already know. But the we premise. didn't get to what Aiden Quinn does. We know we scene. already know the premise, and he's like, "I'm gonna." He bets all his his buddies, his drunk buddies, who you don't know are cops yet, but are like the Chicago detectives, the core Chicago detectives. Uh, yeah, they like all of them. They like they're like they. He bets them like he can he can take her home. He's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna win her over," and he goes out there and, and he's got a pretty floor. good strategy. It's yeah. not bad. It's just to take all of his fucking clothes off while dancing well, around like an idiot. At first, I think his plan is just to dance like an idiot and be like, right, ain't, ain't I charming? And then he, I think... Would you believe it? She doesn't notice B, him. Plan B is like, I'll start taking my clothes off. That always works. And he's getting all naked, and at one point, one of his friends screams, show us the whole business. Give us the red eye, baby. Yeah. Wants to see his butthole. Yeah, <laughs> one yep. of his kind friends is like, "Show us your butthole." He does. We're police officers at one point. So his whole strategy reminds me of the the like the dude on Futurama who's always like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ogilvy's cans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I will say though that like it doesn't work with uh, the Madeline Stowe because she's blind. She's blind. Yeah. Um, if she sure could is. see, it would work. But he does. And it's an important detail. The, the next day, he does wake up with like another lady from the scene, like yep. the bartender, the, like, like, the, like the waitress. I think it's the waitress, and he like wakes up and is like, so like he's kind did, of a he's kind of a it, McNulty. It did work. Like right. he's got, you know, I mean, his plan did work. Like that lady he wanted to get is like blind and didn't see it. It probably it might have worked on her actually. She seems like she has pretty low. Wouldn't standards. it have been funny if the uh, the waitress that he <laughs> that he ends up taking home like she she, she gets out of bed and is also it turns out she's also <laughs> blind. Oh wow, <laughs> everybody's blind. <laughs> and then Aiden Quinn drops his glasses and they break and he can't read all it's the like, books. Oh no. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, shit. Uh, uh, but anyway, I mean, I'm just saying that it did work. It's uh, some lady. He did. Well, some lady did go home with him, and he was like, oh, or he went to her home. Yeah. So, anyways, we know like we don't know where he lives. Yeah, who knows? Well, who cares? We know real quick. Actually, that, we see that his apartment at some point. We find out that's how we find out that Madeline Stowe is blind, and that's it. Because she gets her eye, she gets her eye surgery the next scene. Yeah, it's like very little her being blind. She gets or uh, like how she struggles with it or anything like that. It's like, she's not going to be blind anymore. Yeah, she gets. An, this is a line that I thought was just really great. And maybe this is how people talk, but this is the doctor who's kind of a red herring character. Doctor is uh, the biggest the sleaze bag in the he's movie. He's very by sleazy, the way. and he and he says, "I pulled some strings at the eye bank." Yeah. <laughs> what? He, I guess he he's like got in there and finagled with him to get some hey, fresh eyes. Is that supposed to be a joke, though? I no, I don't know. I went think to, it went to the Peter Stormari character think, from Minority Report. It was like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, don't take your blindfold off. <laughs> I pull strings at I bank. I eat th- this rotten sandwich." <laughs> I think it's supposed to. I mean, I think that sounds like it's supposed to be a joke, but like maybe it was just misdelivered or something. Because yeah. it's because that would yeah. It sounds like it's. I can build some strings at the I bank. <laughs> uh, just kidding. You know, uh, pulled some a, eyeballs out of lady, somebody's head. A lady died, and she donated her eyes were donated to. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and that's another another important detail uh, uh, yeah. is that this this lady died and a bunch of her parts went out to different people. Right. And Madeline Stowe got the eyes. Yep. And so she gets the so she gets the, the eyes fixed, and now she doesn't have gray eye. Uh, for, for a little while there, she has one gray eye, one weird cloudy gray eye, and one regular that eye. That clears up. And then she has, and then, <laughs> and then that one just clears up on its own because it well, wants you, to even itself out. If you get out. one good eye, yeah. then the other one will. The uh, other if you, is, it gets embarrassed. It. It's like, oh my, I better learn, <laughs> oh, how, shit. To, I better learn how to see real quick. I, I better Whoa. straighten up and fly right. <laughs> So PJ throws his bottle of booze in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he can see again. <laughs> oh, wow. That eye was a total booze hound. That's why it was great. Then my left eye crawled into a bottle for 20 years. <laughs> Uh, and then, so whatever. So for a little while, she has one, uh, one good eye, and th- or they're not really good either. That's like part of the part of the gimmick of this movie is that she has this weird wavy vision that is kind of so kind of like got, some early so she came CGI. Out of the, the surgery and was like, I was like, oh, there's gonna be a lot of these POV blurry CGI yeah. shots. Oh yeah. And it's just, uh, well, it, also, I she, think that they thought it was like a kind of selling point for the movie. Yeah. Well, in the eye, like she sees stuff late too. Like she'll that like is see bizarre. something, and I don't know if that's a real thing i assume somebody it on the on the movie like looked it up i didn't even understand really how it was supposed to play out and i didn't, it doesn't, didn't make sense to it me it doesn't it factors in oh a it's little called bit, perceptual delay yeah because like laurie metcalf goes to see her at some point and then she's like she like sees her later and then she's mm-hmm. like no she came to see you yesterday and he's like she's like oh and i it doesn't figure as much into the plot as you'd think because it does a little but barely i thought that this was going to be about when she got the surgery, because she got the other lady's eyes, that she would find out who had sex with Ray Liotta's wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray Liotta, frankly, doesn't Ray answer Liotta that question still in his doesn't book. Know. He wrote well, a whole book about it, and there's no answers. The book is basically just him asking that. At the, it'll be, I and, just want answers, and at the end of, if anybody and, knows. Aaron, know. at, the end of every, at the end of every chapter, it just ends, and yet we still did not know. Who had sex with Ray Liotta's and wife? The mystery persists. <laughs> <laughs> Two greatest mysteries of our time. Hit me up that on the, HMU on Twitter if you know who had sex with Ray. Like wife. we solved the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> with this, this we moved on to this. It's, it's, it's about time. <laughs> we know the moon landing was faked. Yeah. Kubrick did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's this in the Zodiac. Kubrick faked the moon landing, but I don't think he had sex with Ray Liotta's wife. I don't Ray think Liotta's he had sex wife. with my wife, me, Ray this Liotta. This is me, Ray Liotta. I don't if you think know, so. If you have any information leading to the whereabouts <laughs> of who had sex with Ray Liotta's wife, that's me. One Please thing that call I me at Ray Liotta at 
two five three Ray Leota. Wait, he's got a, he's got five a, five five. He's got a Renton phone number. He lives in Renton. You didn't know that. <laughs> you know, don't blow up his spot. We can't eight, give out Ray Liotta's Renton six, phone number. One, no, don't. Three. Oh, oh fuck, man. I did it. Fuck. I'll have five five five. That's got to be. I'll fake. have to bleep that out. <laughs> Okay, back to the movie. Yeah, so, she's so her blind. eyes are all fucked she's up. She's blind. She's got a shitty neighbor upstairs that like is a dick about her. She like she like yeah. she like falls down and she's just had eye surgery and she falls down on the stairs and then she's like, "Don't help me!" And her neighbor's like, "I wasn't going to." <laughs> I wasn't going to. And then her neighbor like makes a shitty face at her. Her neighbor's like, "You know, some of your mail." That's came right. To my that's house. right. I forgot about that. And the neighbor like does a cross eye at her. Boo. It's so when the neighbor is like dead in a tub because later naked a- and the cops are being sort of shitty about it. You're like, I don't yeah. feel too bad because the only the other time we saw this character she was an ass she was exactly an ass. this is a th- we've talked about it before but this is the thing that stupid movies do sometimes where if a character's gonna die they're like well that's gonna hit the audience hard and bum them out so we better have at least a like a half a half a minute of right. them being shitty yeah so then when they see their corpse then they won't like get emotionally engaged or anything there's like a that. lady who gets killed later on that it seems perfectly nice that's true, but but like it's. But not, she has a I mustache. Was, I was glad she was dead too. Yeah. She does. She does say. I'm <laughs> you just feel that way about most dead yeah. people. Is she like cheating on her husband? Maybe too. Because yeah. she's. Oh no, she's telling her I friend. She's, to come. she's telling to her, her friend, friend to come over, right? Because yeah. at first it sounded like she was maybe calling somebody. He's gone. You should come over. But then she's talking to her. Friend. She's talking about how the medication has given her a mustache. The girl <laughs> who gets killed at the beginning is a shitty to the uh, near yeah, to the Madeline almost Stone. blind lady. Yeah. And then she gets murdered later. And then they, all they talk, the only things they talk about is how she had loud sex. And so you're like, she, yeah. it's all like the movie is kind of like leaning, leading you towards like she sort of had it coming. Yeah, you know, a little bit. It was probably just one of the millions of guys she fucks. Uh, also, uh, can we talk about uh, Madeline does uh, seeing Eye Dog in this a little bit? Oh yeah, because uh, he is—he's at the beginning of the movie is giving a very good performance and seems like a very good uh, seeing Eye Dog. There's a part where she's like, "Go up the stairs, go up the stairs," and he won't leave her side. And you're like, "That's what a seeing Eye Dog." You know, he's like, "I'm not. My job is not to, is not to leave her side, you idiot." And right. She's like, "Go upstairs," and she makes him go upstairs, and then she like is trying to walk the stairs on her own. He doesn't know she can see. Later on in the movie, there's a scene where like some guy is like following her through a parking lot, and the dog starts flipping out and like chases after him and you're like that is a very bad seeing eye dog <laughs> <laughs> so this dog this dog gives you're a real that's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do this dog gives yeah. a wildly inconsistent performance because maybe it's like dog, it's like maybe he's just not very good at his job in general once she gets i think i think yeah i mean i think the script is bad and i can't blame the dog entire dog performances are like child performances you're like somebody hired somebody that dog told and that told dog it to exactly do. what to do i'm not blaming the dog I'm, the dog the character in the movie though that dog is very bad and also right. there's an earlier part where aiden quinn is like or someone's like aren't you supposed to give the dog to another blind person? And then, like, she's like, nah, he's too old, so he's gonna, they're going to retire him. Yes. And the next scene is the dog chasing after somebody. You're like, yeah, don't give that dog to another blind person. <laughs> this I dog is terrible at its job. What about the idea that the dog, maybe the dog knows he's retired? Like, he knows that she's got eyes now, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do all the stuff that I always wanted to do, run gets, after stuff. Then he gets hit by a car, and I was like, ah, two days to retire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he actually was but retired, he, though. But he lives, though. Yeah. He had a, he had, oh, the dog lives? Yeah, the dog lives. I didn't It's in the that. last shot of the movie. Oh. Aiden Quinn's got the dog, and he's all bandaged up, and he's like, <laughs> spoiling, spoiling the end of the movie, Aiden yeah. Quinn doesn't die. Or the dog. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you guys can stop listening now. <laughs> Aiden Quinn. Sorry, I wanted to talk about I've the dog. I've got your fucking dog here. I've got your fucking dog here. Ah! <laughs> he was on my list of, of good, of great dog, dog performances. Get your fucking dog. He was on my list of great dog uh, performances until like the part where he like, where, like is wildly. Who else is on that list? Uh, dog from Mad Max. 
Dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Got a, I have a list on Letterboxd. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. You guys keep talking. All right. <laughs> Air Bud. Yeah. No. No, 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 no rule no, that says he can't. No real, perf- no like performative, like goofy performance. Oh, like, naturalistic like, dog uh-huh. performances yeah, only. naturalistic dogs per- dog performances only. That's fair. So, yeah. Anyway, what happens in Blink <laughs> next? Nothing. Uh, okay, so... That's Answer's so, nothing. So someone goes in and, and kills this lady, but before we know about that, uh, Madeline Stowe, and we know at this point Madeline Stowe will see people a day af- a day later, like she sees Laurie Metcalf a day after she visited her, and and so her eyes are this all the stupidest fucked up. fucking thing. It's in a the weird history of stupid <laughs> fucking things in movies. Here's it's why a weird premise. Here's why. But she so she sees. That's why it's, uh, so why it's stupid is that it doesn't really play into the plot. Yeah, like if you're gonna do that gimmick. Then do the thing. Do it. This movie does a lot of that where it's like, oh, this is the thing. Oh, it's not the thing. The no. time delay essentially doesn't play into the plot. That's what I'm at saying. All. Uh, like, she does see a shadowy figure, so she can't see the, him at all. And it's like, that's the guy who was the killer. And then he, later, she sees like a scary face like yeah. appearing in places. But she has been drinking a lot of wine. And he kind of looks He kind of looks like a like slightly uglier version of Flea, the bad guy. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah. There's a great scene where I, I can't remember why, but she's like, I think she's bummed about something or other, and she's just she's bummed about being able to see. She's just getting hammered in her uh, in her living room, drinking a whole jug, of, drinking a whole jug of wine, smoking cigarettes, dancing on her couch. I was like, I like this lady. Is she upset she's or fun. is she just sexy. having fun? I don't know. I don't what's know. Going on. <laughs> I mean, she's maybe both. She can see now, so she wants to see how how much she has to drink to go blind. She, yeah, she, <laughs> she wants to see what cigarettes taste like. I've always wondered how how much you oh, have to, how much wine you have to drink. I hear to people get blind. saying blind drunk. Let's test it out. <laughs> now we eyes. go. She's already sick of seeing. Seeing well, overrated. This, this sucks. <laughs> Oh, this is what seeing is? <laughs> Bullshit. No way. Slams her face into another mirror. <laughs> Perfectly. Just just turns her eyes gray. I don't need my mommy for this. <laughs> wow. I can do it myself. <laughs> and that's how the movie is. We've hardly gotten to the plot. Her upstairs neighbor is murdered. She sees a blurry figure that she thinks is her landlord, and the guy's like, yeah, it's me, your landlord. <laughs> Go back to sleep. And then, like, he leaves... And so then the she's she goes to the cops who are real shitty about her like yeah. reporting a murder, and then she's like, "I swear someone was murdered. I saw someone." They're like, "You saw someone, huh?" Oh, but you were drinking, oh. you were I get this kind of shit though, all the right? fucking time oh, in Chicago. How many fingers am I holding up? You can see. Give it's me a break. So get out of here. It doesn't make any sense. They're super shitty to her, and then like the two scenes later, they're like invest. They're at the murder scene, and, and Aiden Quinn goes downstairs knocking on neighbors' doors, and he's like, he sees her, and he's like, "Oh, it's you who reported the." murder and she's like it never comes up though she doesn't go right yeah you know how i went to there and told you that she was probably dead and he's like yeah well she is dead (laughs) instead he's like well how about if we start dating they're making a lot of jokes around this like naked dead lady's body too that's pretty tasteful it's like that whole it's that real like that real like uh cops are so cynical like he's his his character particularly is like there's i think there's because ed harris and china moon is exact is the same way where they're just like they are so good it, they're like they're like right. they're re- they're so good at being cops, but it like kind of it's kind of fucked them up. You know, it's made them like hard. Yeah, right? it's made them just like hard and cynical. But it's like that that trope in these movies where like cops are just standing around dead bodies, going like, "Eh, hey, man, gallows look humor. Look at these look at the boobs on her and stuff yeah. like they that." They laugh like, to eh. keep from crying. Which does happen. I mean, it is it is a pretty true a, true to life thing. thing. I think it's like I think it's like kind of true and then kind of not. I feel like like on a show. I think we've talked about this before. Right. Like you see it on like The Wire, and I feel like that's a pretty realistic version. Of how right, yeah, is. yeah. But you see it in movies like this, and it just seems like I think Jade the, in particular was the most ridiculous. Jade was one. amazing. Yeah, where they yeah. were practically like taking evidence and putting it on their heads and go, "Look at me, I'm the fucking victim." <laughs> oh, 
what and the then another cop would walk by and shake shake their head and go like you guys you fucking you guys, guys. No, it's always, and, and it's you always, guys check out the dildo closet I found hello I'm sucking the there's, dildo a lot of times there's also like a vaguely like a Cops. kind of masculine woman like who's yeah. like a lab tech going right. to like man you know you guys really need to take this more seriously and yeah. they're like okay <laughs> all right Mother Teresa yeah exactly. Yeah, and uh, so they're they're the, the cops are kind of assholes in this, and then but like Aiden Quinn is also an asshole, but he's the one who like kind of believes Madeline Stowe, even though her 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 wit- being a witness, her witnessing is is spotty at sure. best because she does have this bizarre problem that call possibly it, doesn't exist in I the real world. I would call it blurry, unreliable. Yeah. She's blurry, blurry, and she sees things a day later, <laughs> which you <sighs> which know, ne- which never really it's comes up again. It comes sort of. I mean, they they use it whenever they need like a scare or something. Right. Or they just throw some scary right, face Right, right. They there. have a face show up and she's like, ah, and it's like, what happened? Oh, it was a day later. I don't know. She yeah. sees like, she sees people that are murdered. She sees people that have been murdered on, on the subway yes. at one point. And, and one and of them. One mm, of them. One of mm. this is this part. One of them. They're saying they're saying dialogue from the movie yes. and like things and one of them is like the lady from upstairs and she's like I found you a letter of yours actually got delivered to my okay and she goes okay and then the other lady who got murdered is like I she she says a line from this conversation that she was having yes not with Madeline Stowe's character <laughs> no this lady is from is from Milwaukee and she and she, she got w- killed in Milwaukee while Madeline Stowe was in Chicago we saw her because we're in a movie right we saw her talk so about this know me- medication giving so- her a mustache Madeline Stowe then sees her face on the train because she sees other people's so faces. I mean is the implication that she's having some kind of no. like psychic no, thing? no it's no, just it's bad just it's just bad it's just bad, 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 bad movie making like they did, they, the they idea, didn't understand the what they idea were doing. was supposed to be that she's like seeing you know I think she's seen a picture of this woman so she would know what she looked like or something right. but she's seeing the dead women you know from you know cause it she's might, imagining it it I might have be a question a, yeah but it's a really Given, it's a really dumb movie thing like she wouldn't know that that lady said that it might be a remnant from like an earlier <laughs> script that was, was more say, supernatural like, or more of a body parts type yeah. thing where like she got Could the be. dead lady's corneas and now like all of the women are associated with the same yeah. sort of yeah. I think it's a remnant Body before they like change the script. Yeah, and they before they turn this into yeah. a movie that nobody would want to see. And so, <laughs> uh-huh. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I still think it's fun, but if it, if they'd ra- if they'd amped up the um, ridiculousness and it, it had they, maybe had be more had supernatural. Anything. I had I had fun watching this because I like I I enjoyed a lot of it and I like kind of loved hated their whole thing. Oh, like, that's the only thing that's worth checking out. Because like because like they're like they're like yell they're just they just like hate each other and then they start fucking. Yeah, yeah. It's George, like, don't talk. <laughs> eat. <laughs> she the, the, sex sex is generally initiated between those two by them physically fighting. Yeah. It's uh, Madeline Stowe will always go like he'll be like I can't uh, fuck a fuck I can't fuck around with you because uh, you know I'm on the job and be compromised and she'll like start like flailing at him and hitting him. Why and then don't he'll, you like, want to fuck me? And he'll like throw her on the ground and then they'll start having sex and that happens like twice. Yeah, it's where great. she's just like oh, fuck you, fuck you, and then it cuts to them like in beds. So <laughs> like, like I mean, okay. a lot of this movie is just like the cops not believing her yeah. and her and, and the, being and real the, dicks about and it. Then yeah. the, and then the like sort of the the plot slowly unfolding. But there are some great scenes where she's like, I can see now. And my favorite thing in the whole movie is where she's like, I can see now the Laurie Metcalf. Take me there in Chicago. She's like, take me to see the most beautiful thing in Chicago. And it Airport. Cuts, <laughs> no, it cuts to Michael Jordan. Yeah. It cuts to Michael Jordan. Yeah, actual footage too. They shot for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Of cut, Michael Jordan. That was my. I, that made. I was like. I was like. That's a pretty. I. I actually thought that was a genuinely clever joke because she's like, show me the most beautiful thing in Chicago, and she takes it to a basketball game, and you're like, this lady who's never been able to see before is not going to be able to follow a right. basketball game. But that is. <laughs> it is a funny joke. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. Also, she goes to two sporting events, like because Aiden Quinn takes her on a date to see the Cubs later. Oh yeah. So like everybody's like, this lady can see now. What she wants to do is go watch sports. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> oh. oh. You ever seen a hot dog or a? You know, there's there's a there's a really good <laughs> there's, there's a really Freena good version movie? of this movie that's, that's too Chicago-y. Like, there's yeah. a good version of this movie that's about like the supernatural sort of version of it, where like you know the the transplant parts yeah. like link all the women together, yeah. and it's like directed by Adrian Lyne. It's like about their Ooh. fucked up romance. Yeah. That's oh, like, you mean there isn't actually one? But. No, no, no. I'm saying like I'm saying like there's this there's like a version oh, yeah. of this that's better than this like kind of drab Michael Apted. This like, is Michael Apted, right? Yeah, who yeah. did who did enough, which we liked, and he he did like my one of my favorite uh, of the bar of the Brosnan Bond movies. Yes. The World's Not Enough, pretty good. But he also did the Up documentary up series. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff. Uh, I think Gorillas in the Mists. Yeah, yeah, I Michael think Apted, he is. Think, yeah. But why is this his so in His career is all over the place. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. It seems like it seems like he. There's. There's also. A, there's. It's like all three of these movies have this in common: is that they feel like they kind of don't. They're like there are good movies in here. Yeah. The second one is mostly just like sort of a shitty version of other movies we've watched. But the other two are like, there's a good, there's a thing you could make a movie about in here, or two things, and yeah. you tried to do both, and they, and now you made a shitty thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this or it one, seems like you failed to do, you, you didn't really try to do either. You just sort of like saying. split the difference. But that's what I'm saying, and, yeah. is that like by, by mixing them together, you made something that is it's not good. Bland. Like you're like, ah, this isn't, you kind of. Well uh, then, what is this movie about Cause, though? Because like, 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 I mean, I think there's an interesting drama here about a lady who's able to see, and maybe like, you know, that's about that. And you, you, without the thrill, thing because they kind of have it feels like the thriller thing and the the other thing her being able to see are both a little half-assed right but what I mean a, it's okay so like what attracts a, a guy like Apted to make a movie like this like well, is there some subtext going on what's this fucking that's movie what I mean. even I, about that's what I was and trying it, to figure and out it could like, come back to that, that that script fragment thing I was talking about maybe right. this was something else and then it got changed like before they started but shooting I, what's, it. But what's, I did, what's unifying I, what's here though I did read uh, Ebert's review and he actually really liked this movie but I read Ebert's review four stars from Reggie yeah. <laughs> I think it was three or three and a half he, wow. liked, he liked it a lot he actually liked he, he did he, not his, a three and a half his main thing was his main thing was like the thriller thing is okay but he really liked uh, Aiden Quinn and uh, Madeline Stowe in it uh, a lot. Yeah, so, sure. So whatever. Anyway, uh, he he did say he mentioned in his review offhandedly that uh, uh, Chicago is. Apted has said Chicago is his favorite American city, mm. and so I wonder if like he got this script came across his desk and he was like, I want to make a movie in Chicago, and this is this one takes place this one we can film it in Chicago because it was actually I can get my favorite band the Drovers I'm, into it I mean I don't know maybe I mean he might like the band you know it yeah. could be like he saw this band he's like oh let's get the Drovers and so it could be as simple could as that could be paid, paid vacation exactly and he's money, like, money for his I, I to mean, fund his ups, I, to his documentary series yeah, possible, the other yeah. best thing about the movie is I do is, is shot in Chicago and yeah. it's not it's kind of like besides the Michael Jordan thing it's not really like just showing you like Chicago stuff you've seen before yeah. it's a lot of like you know the Besides, I don't know which which West End or East End or what side of Chicago it is, right. but yeah, like and, it's, and if you it's thought very, that and, cool. a lot of people think that people in Chicago, thought, you know, have Chicago like this, you know, I mean, like a this. couple sport peppers, no, they, a blind lady. That's there. not true. They talk like they're from New York. <laughs> oh. All of them talk like. Well, Aiden Quinn talks like Lucky Charms. But at least it was Aiden Quinn has a not an Irish. I just wish oh, okay. he did. <laughs> He's an Irish. Aiden Quinn has a yeah. thick New York accent in this. I will say at least it was shot in Chicago. I enjoyed yeah. that. You know, Guilty as Sin, a much better movie than this. Took place in Chicago, but was shot in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. In this movie, I would say Chicago is the third character. Ooh. Yeah, I just kept, when they, there's a lot of scenes in the hospital, I kept wanting one of some of the doctors from ER to walk by. <laughs> I kept so, hoping, oh, this is county general? Is this county general? No. The doctor is, by the way, can we talk about how the doctor's a huge fucking sleazebag? Uh-huh. This guy gets my favorite part in the movie. Because he, like, <laughs> this guy, like, this guy, like, had to work with this woman to pre-surgery. You know, right. he's her doctor. He pulled some strings at the eye he bank. Pulled, he gave her the surgery. He pulled the strings. And then he's like, and then he's like, like, I'm going to take her out. I'm going to take her out. That's all. And then he even hits on her while like leaning against the wall, yeah. like getting Ew. in close. Like the ultimate and he looks like he looks move. like the cornball lawyer character from Scrubs. Yeah, he, <laughs> okay. he's like he's kind, he's like a poor man's David Paymer. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's, he's, yeah. He's like Larry David Young. <laughs> uh, and he like takes <laughs> her out. Whatever a, works. He takes her out on a date, and meanwhile she's like sort of struck up a thing. I don't think they they'd fucked yet, but he's she struck up a thing with Aiden Quinn. Kind of, they have a. But whole Aiden thing. Quinn is like accompanying them on the date. Essentially, well, he's, st- he's stalking him. He's stalking her. He's also is like uh, technically on the job, right? But okay, he's <laughs> right. okay. Yes, he's following her. Yes, he's on the job. But I mean, she's on a date in a restaurant with the doctor and. Aiden Quinn is as far away from them as you are from me right now. Yeah. I mean, they're like right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and she totally sees him. It's not like he's hiding. No, no, no she knows. She definitely sees <laughs> him. The, the well, doctor she knows because the doctor goes home and then, uh, right. and then doctor they have kisses sex. her. Doctor d- gives her a very like chaste kiss. But that's and, this. And it's clear that it's sort of like she's not quite interested. And then she looks yeah. at him and then goes into her apartment. She looks at Aiden Quinn. It's like, right. how about how do you, what do you think of that about that? And then goes into her apartment, leaves the fucking door open. Yeah. And then Aiden Quinn's like, so, you're, you're tearing me apart. I gotta fuck you. So clearly this relationship between the two of them is the, the narrative and dramatic focus of the movie. Yeah. Sure. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody explain to me what the fuck it has to so do with anything. Get a sex scene. And why this two is... Two sex scenes. Like, but what's, in, what's intriguing about this and what are we trying to say with this relationship and how does this relate to her suddenly becoming able to see she can all of this see stuff? and he's like cynical there's Matt. one part what when part there's one part when they're fucking it's very it's very erotic there's one part where they're fucking and then she's got her eyes closed and he's like i want you to open your eyes oh and you to look, at me. look at me with those with those irish eyes you fucking mick <laughs> And then she opens her eyes. So I don't. I don't know. It, I just. Like, I'm they just wanted curious. to get eroticism into I'm, it. I'm just very curious as to like what movie anybody thought they were making here and what they were trying to do with it. And right? I think you know that, what I mean. And I like think you that, can say the yeah. same thing about a movie like The General's Daughter. Like what the fuck were you trying to do? But it's clear what they thought they were up to in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Even though it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I no, I, I agree with no, you. No, all all the stuff doesn't tie in together. It's like no. it's like three disparate strands. I just happen that, to kind of like it, but like, yeah. and I don't. I mean, I can't explain like I, beyond that. I can't say like I can only say that like I enjoyed most of watching this movie uh there were a lot of parts where i was like why is she with him what's going on <laughs> and then a lot of parts where i was like this doctor is the worst character the worst in the movie guy. because we because then the doctor fi- and he's you sort know, of a out, red herring too he because he's out, a red yeah, herring yeah. Yeah. then you find out that like the doctor finds out about her and aiden quinn and then he's he's like giving her he's doing doctor stuff to her eyes he's like checking her eyes and he's like pissy with her he's like mad and you're like this guy is so fucking gross because the Aiden Quinn character just met her right and he he was gross at the beginning and like you know taking his clothes off and stuff but he didn't like he didn't like become her doctor and then like go like you know when she can see I'm gonna fucking take her on a date right. and then she's gonna have sex with me and stuff it's here's, like this guy this doctor guy here's really an interesting me. irony for you to think about because <laughs> the doctor before he fixes her eyes, would have had a chance. Maybe would have had a chance with her. But once she can see, and he's a David Paymer looking motherfucker, <laughs> boom, chances out of the window. Makes, so he blew his own that, shot. That would make sense if he weren't also a tool. 
But right. I think that I think also that he's like a bit of a tool, and then also so like, Aiden Quinn. Also, right. like, but I think I think that she I think that the thing is is that she likes that about him. That that her character likes it like likes that he's shitty. Yeah, like that she she's like because clearly that's their relationship is that they're just like her char- fucking screaming her at each other. They're just mad a little at each bit. Other. Trouble is kind of trouble too. Yeah. Like she's sure. you know she's not a saint. Which, that's that's kind of what I like about her. Yeah, yeah. She's not presented as someone who hasn't like she's like blind, but she's not presented as someone who was like yeah, like that. That was like she's a you know like the those characters. She's are not like, Audrey Hepburn and Wait Until Dark, who's right. like I'm afraid I'm of the no. dark. She's out there. She's yeah. out there living life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's in a she's band fun. and shit. You know, she's drinking entire jugs of wine and dancing on her couch, which she probably cigarettes. did when she was blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, she's got a lot of candles in her house, and like it's, that it's, seems unsafe. It's good. right. She's sensitive to light, so there's some, light. there's there's a little bit of theme going. But it's through actually the thing like, where it's, it's kind of like where he's like, "You got to be stop being afraid of light. You can see now." And she's like, "No, the light hurts me." And I thought it was weird like that, she's, that when she gets her sight back, you see that her apartment is lined with like bear traps, <laughs> and, like yeah. all kinds of knives just sticking out everywhere. Everything's made out of glass. Not a not a safe way to live if you can't oh, see. She got really lucky. At least though, at least though, like the the like the like you know sex scenes or them like. Uh, uh, angrily thrusting, away, thrusting at each other. away at each other, lit by candle, rushing if you will, like makes sense because she's like she there is where she's like <laughs> oh the the other lights are too harsh on me. Whereas like if you watch something like True Romance, a movie that I that I dearly love, there's a scene where they're like in a bathtub or something and there's just a million candles. Like, Why would Christian Slater's character who works at a comic book shop have so many candles? <laughs> Hold on, before we climb into this bathtub, I've got to light forty three candles. He lights the candles with Hulk, Action wait. Comics number four twenty seven. <laughs> Oh no! No, not that's, that one. That's the first appearance of Brainiac oh, no. or something. It's too late. Well, <laughs> oh man, uh, then you got to blow out all the candles afterwards. That's a fire hazard. <laughs> you've have, you've never seen the the uh, like the heavy uncut version of Hard Target where he takes her back to his domain and it's like hundreds and hundreds of candles. Is that right? Oh my gosh! I've never seen that. Smooth I love that move, Jean Claude. I'll show it to you. Um. Uh, anyway, so Blink keeps happening. <laughs> Smooth move, uh, It's amazing. You got to see it. There's a part where they start figuring out someone at the hospital because she smelled like the specific hand washing. Right. Uh, the specific and that's soap. And, and that's part of the red herring about the doctor because she's like she knows because she's got super yeah. super smelling that the killer uh, uses surgical soap to to wash his hand. And the the killer's whole mo before they kind of know exactly what his deal is, is that he wants the bodies clean. He does bleed the ladies out at the end, but that's like when it's all over. Yeah. He prefers them perfectly and pristine, and they talk about and this he, there's a lot. This, pretty there's gross. this cross, this weird-looking cross that he's left at the crime scene. It's a Russian Orthodox cross. Yeah, and mm. uh, that's so weird, weird-looking. I'm sticking with weird-looking. Sloppy and Orthodox. <laughs> no, they think it's weird-looking, too. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Why are cross so weird-looking? Maybe, maybe Aiden Quinn is the Kavorka. Our religion is stupid. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at some point, she gets a, a uniformed cop that's supposed to watch her, and I'm like, oh, this guy's going to die he makes it most of the way through the movie though he actually made it a lot further than i thought he was gonna i thought it was gonna turn out to be james remar yeah they they, they do a tiny bit of maybe james remar too Uh, because i I was sitting there going what the fuck is james remar doing in this it's not as big a red herring as the doctor but it's uh, james remar's got to eat too hey i'm saying it's it's a quintessential (laughs) thing where you're like that's james remar I mean, he's got to be there for a reason, right? Yeah. But then it turns out he's just as no, nice. like he's everything just else nobody. in the movie. It goes nowhere. No, these red herrings, we're real red herrings. I never. I, it's just some guy. I yeah. for one never. The killer's just some fucking guy. I for one, that. I for one that. never <laughs> thought that James Remar was a red herring. Oh, man. No, he I, never. I, that never crossed I my mind. I think that they, they. It was like a real, real maybe, like lo, lo, like lob. Yeah. A gentle lob. This is a little kid at duckpin bowling. Yeah, exactly. You figure out maybe James Remar. You figure out pretty early on in this movie. I did anyway. That like I was like it might be. 
the David Paymer looking motherfucker, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be him. You, it figures out pretty early. It's just going to be. It's going to be one of those where it's like some guy, some dude. Like you're like it's not one of the. It's not the right. you know whatever the the law of uh, diminishing characters or whatever the fuck it is where it's like you know uh, yeah. you know it's got to be I one of these people that's class. in the movie. It's not the same thing as like when you, Le- you hear Leland Orser's voice at the beginning of The Bone Collector, and then he turns up a second later, and you're like, oh, it's him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, nope. yeah. Nope. Like, Which this character is, is going to be? This is just some random guy. I mean, who, it's not really. It's like, a, it makes sense that they, the, the, his killings makes, like, make sense to right, him. Right, right. But, but, he, didn't, killer, but he, didn't, he, didn't have take, he didn't have a part no. in the rest of the movie. Right. And, and he mean, was just some guy who was obsessed with a lady who died, whose parts got distributed yeah. all over the place. All these and so, and he, th- and he had, has and this he purity killed, complex. He killed the neighbor, the shitty neighbor, by accident. Correct. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because Madeline's because what Aiden Quinn's doing is detective work, and he finds out that her uh, they got the apartment number wrong that's on right. her on her hospital forms, and he's a guy. He's an orderly at, a ho- at the hospitals, and so that's where he got her address. So he mm-hmm. assumed that was yeah. Because for a second her. there, I'm like, so wait, did the neighbor get a body part from the? Li- oh, I see how yeah, it is. So he yeah. so he so that's why he so that one was like that. He just fucked a, that up. Was he was just fuck up. He meant to murder. He meant Madeline to kill Stowe. Madeline Stowe. Um, and then she, his job. and then she witnessed his murder because, so, you know, I mean, maybe there's the irony, right? Because like she was supposed to be the one that he murdered uh. and she actually witnessed the crime because of the eyeballs she got from the lady well, at least <laughs> that he was murdering people for. At least Whoa. all of this brought her into an abusive relationship with a bad man. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm going to say that's true. But may- maybe maybe abusive, probably. Also, uh, they're both, they both seem kind of like, I dicks. don't think sure. that there's any evidence that cops are abusive. <laughs> so should probably be fun. No, there's definitely evidence that this cop is. Yeah, this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> they fight each other before they have sex. Sure. What's, uh, that's yeah. that's perfectly erotic. Yeah. Eh, it's normal. He stalks her. You know, yeah, it's, it's totes. Fine. It's yeah. totes normal. Just because he's into it means it's okay. That's uh, right. Anyway, there's a scene in the parking lot, and the dog gets hit by a car. Then there's a sub. She's getting chased by a guy in a subway. It's like the guy. The guy it ends up being is a guy. He looks like a cross between Flea and that guy from Leo Carax movies. Uh, oh, Denis Denis Vaughn. Levant. Denis. Yeah. He looks like it's like a cross. I between, think it, I've he, seen this guy. In movies yeah, I've before, seen him before. He looks like a cross him. between those guys. And he always he looks he looks like a bad. Just looks like a thug. I honestly don't remember. He looks like a bad. guy. He's like one of those guys where you see him in a movie. You go, ooh, this guy. He's got to be a bad guy. This guy's a bad guy or a red herring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he look. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good uh, flea. I was saying flea, but it's not quite. It's, it is no. flea and Dennis Denny Denny Levant. Denny Levant. Yeah. And uh, and and so this guy like hatches a scheme to get, finally get uh, to finally get Madeline Stowe, and he like calls some. I don't know. Well, he's he, got. He, he pretends to be. He pretends like, to be a lawyer. Family. And, yes, a lawyer. A lawyer. And then the, her doctor, the shitty sleazy doctor, comes to her and is like, is like these uh, these the lawyer called the lady whose body parts, and she these they're gonna they're they want them back. They're gonna sue us. Can you go talk? And the doctor's like, can you go talk to the lawyer? Here's the address. And you're, that's when you're like, you're like, this. I love the idea that the family's the family needs to talk to her to make sure that the eyes went to like a good place. And if they don't like her, then they're gonna go like, nap. No. We're su- we're taking the. I'm gonna take those eyeballs out myself. Well, and with also, melon also they can't do that. And also, all they can do is sue the hospital. So she has no obligation to yeah, do any of this. Yeah, what the fuck does she like, care? She she can be like, go fuck yourself. I don't care if the hospital gets sued. Hundred percent, right. what this, I would do. This surgery probably cost her fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars. She still lives in a pretty big uh, loft. Well, she's really really pulling it down as a fiddle player in a (laughs) pup band. (laughs) There's a part where they go, they have a big... She's raking in fiddle money. They actually have a pretty big gig because she gets on the front page of like the Chicago Tribune or something because of the eye surgery and stuff, but then she like flips out of the first scene thinking she saw the killer and like... like, (laughs) That is a pivotal moment. They cancel the show and you're like, this was a... And they were all the whole... I can't play my fiddle anymore. (laughs) Because she keeps seeing seeing Flea slash Danny Levant's face like 
popping up in the crowd everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and he might be there, for all we know. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, but, never, never, but he's sort of a blink and you miss a cameo. Oh, my. Oh, I don't think, or maybe, because does he, at some point, I guess he figures out that he killed the wrong person, maybe? Oh, because she's on the because she's in the news or something. I don't know. I'm no, it's, not it's, sure. <laughs> it's actually when she sees him at the beginning, he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> she's like, she's she ah, like comes shit. to the door and she's like, he's like out in the hallway. She's uh, like, "I'm battling." Look, I'm a little drunk and I just had new eyeballs put in. Who are you? He's are like, you my landlord? You had new eyeballs put in? <laughs> oh, for fuck! You, I just murdered somebody. What about the lady upstairs? She does not have new eyeballs. As oh, for crying out loud! Do you want to come in and have some wine? I'll just leave oh, the door I open. I made an idiot out of myself. <laughs> Don't worry. Are, there this are days, a, and there are this days. This is not a guard dog. He's a seeing eye dog. And he's he's shitty at that job. He's retired now. <laughs> I've, 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 you know I'm what? Sorry. I drank so much wine. I think I, I think I'm blind. That's so funny. And then she throws up in the hallway. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he lure, he lures her to this uh, to this uh, garage, and she comes. And that's, and that's and where she. That's, when, that's when he, And that's when the you, the the nice the nice uniform cop guy gets killed. Yes. he's like okay. such a good guy. He's like, I don't know, lady. I'm gonna park. He's like, oh, it's tough to find parking. I'm gonna park, and then we'll go. And she's like, No, no, I'm just gonna go. He's like, No, I don't go. And then she like runs out of the car. He's like, God damn it. He seems like a nice guy. He's a little he's a little bit of a boob, but like he's he's a nice guy, and that's how you know he's gonna get his throat slashed yeah, at some uh-huh. point. And then and then there's just sort of like a you know they see she's squaring off against yeah. a flea in the in a in a garage, yeah. and then at one point like it all kind of like comes to well, a the head. cops have busted into his apartment. They figured out who he was because they talked to the mom of the deceased lady whose body parts they have, and she's yeah. like she's like oh no, but there was this man who was obsessed with her or something like that. They like figure it all. It, all the like stuff gets figured out pretty quickly in like the last fifteen minutes. Oh, uh, most of this movie it's is pretty just, good police work. Most of this movie is just like the. Uh, their like angry relationship yeah. with each other and going to Cubs games and uh, Bulls games. Yeah, they do go to a Cubs game too. A lot of sports. A lot of Chicago sports. sports. They don't go to the, they don't go to a Bears game. I guess Blackhawks uh, football and baseball and basketball season all at the same time. <laughs> and so while they're Blackhawks is that it? Chicago? No, that's that's hockey. Red Wings. Red sport. W- isn't it the Red Wings? Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Huh, well. There we go. We settled that, and uh, and so they're like fighting in a garage in the gar- or like he he's like stalking around, and it's actually f- a fairly small garage to be stalking someone around. Just, a two, just like a two car garage, car garage, and he's like whistling three blind mice. Wait, uh, you get it, yeah. get it, and uh, and then it. And then I this really is- wanted the movie to end with I can see clearly now, but it doesn't. Oh man! <laughs> and uh, and the race is on, so we were waiting for Aiden Quinn to get there to save her, <laughs> and then uh, at a certain and then it, it resolves itself pretty quickly because like his no, face, it doesn't. His face like morphs into like a, they get, you get some early morphing technology, yeah. and then he goes, Grr! and then she blows him away with like a shotgun or something. Like it's that. just I the cop's remember. gun. It's just the cop's gun because the cop, the dead cop, she gets the cop's dead cop's gun. She actually, I did appreciate that she that she like she just shoots him because yeah. they go to the they're at the address across the street where they like the that yeah. he sent him to, and I think that's his apartment or something. But like, it's not like he's got the knife and then he, the cops come in and shoot him. He had for to her. improvise because he had to kill the cops, so that's why it ended up in the garage across the street. But she like she actually kills the guy, and I. Yeah. I was like that was I was like okay yeah that's good because so often in these it's like and then she gets saved yeah she gets saved I mean in general's daughter yeah she blows this she blows this guy <laughs> wow, away yeah. and then like a minute later Aiden Quinn's like knocking on the are you okay in there yeah uh, are you okay are you okay like, in there at one point there's because they she they bump she like bumps into a car in the garage and the alarm's going off and then it cuts to outside and Aiden Quinn's like somebody shut that fucking car alarm off uh-huh. this guy's the worst policeman in the world. <laughs> <laughs> And but he's it. a but he's a he's a lusty lover. Oof. Oh yeah, 
Very, very passionate. His ardor <laughs> is hot. Oh, don't get me started on this guy's ardor. Oh. Yeah. I bet his uh, musk put is... Put some ardor in your larder. I bet his musk <laughs> is strong, too. <laughs> you look like they have trouble satisfying your wife, sir. Uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I've had trouble with aphrodisiac. <laughs> Uh, so there's one like one last like tender scene between the two of them. So you know they're gonna be an item together yep. even after this. But uh, where she's, they, they, I think they talked about it earlier. Where she need, you know, he's like maybe I'll write some fucking lyrics for your songs. <laughs> and he's like, I got some so I got some song lyrics ready for you, baby. Well, he like is this after she leaves the police station? Yeah, and it's like more it's like dawn, and then he's he wasn't there they're on the and streets then, of Shy Town. She's he's like standing in this empty parking lot with her dog who just got out of the dog hospital because he didn't die from he's getting fine. hit by a car. He's fine. <laughs> he's <laughs> and this is these are the lyrics that he came up with. He's like, "All right, we go." He always he's always ready. Mary he's always coming had up. a little lamb. <laughs> no, but he's, he's always meeny, oh, miny, mo. He is I always coming. The lady one time. <laughs> oh, he is always coming up with limericks. By the way, so yeah. this is like right. And this is this is uh, this, this is, is what like the movie goes out on. Uh, there once was a dick from the windy city who met this great Mick who was oh so pretty. Jesus. He told her goodbye, but he has no reason why. That's all I got so far. And then they get married. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably will. That's the end. Oh, and the movie ends on a full, like, practically full-length live performance of the Drovers. Yeah, with uh, with Madeline Stowe faking. With Madeline Stowe faking the fiddle. Uh, and all the characters who are still alive, like uh, James Remar and him, all the char- they're all they're all watching the show. Actually, all That's of the right. characters come back. And all the characters <laughs> who are dead come back. Bring them all back. Abraham Lincoln's there. Yeah. Uh... That's you it. Any more quotes from this piece of shit? I there, I had another quote that I found that I, <laughs> just an interaction that I found fucking hysterical, and it, it is a very serious part of the movie. But like, this is when Aiden Quinn is uh, visiting with the the husband of the second victim, uh, of the the lady who in Milwaukee who had who was growing a mustache and got. This killed. is so, such a weird scene because and, this husband is like a, you're like first of all grieving or whatever, and then a weird a bit a bit weirdly out of line. Yeah. Well, here you go. Yeah. Uh, so the hu- obviously the husband's a little bit raw, and he's talking to Aiden Quinn, and this is the husband. He goes, "How many has he killed?" Aiden Quinn goes, "Two," and then he goes, "Counting my wife," and Aiden Quinn goes, "No, your wife makes it three." And he goes, don't call my wife a number. Yeah. And you're like, uh, you asked. Yeah. I didn't. You goes, fucking asked. He, goes, he, immediately, he immediately goes from like, how many to, don't call my don't call my wife a number. Her name was Dorothy or whatever. And you're like, you told him. You to, asked. You, what? You what do you, what? Asked. I mean, like, look, you're grieving and stuff, but don't be a dick. And Quinn's like, what the fuck did you fucking ask me for? What did you fucking ask, ask me for? Jesus. Here's, here's he the pit, thing he pistol whips him. He's like, oh, resisting arrest. I don't know. <laughs> Put him away. Just one of you guys. Write it up hey, as something. Make them away, toys. Make them away. Uh, there's a, another line. This is this is before they fuck. <laughs> and Hayden Quinn has pinned Madeline Stowe to the ground. You want to see? <laughs> goes, is this where she's pinned to the ground or the wall? Because she's happens pinned both. to the ground. Okay. She gets pinned to stuff. Yeah. And then he's. But that's what. He, uh, that's how she likes it. He yeah, goes. Right, uh, sure. Movie presumes. You want to be raped, strangled, and drowned in a bath of your own blood? And minutes later, they're having yes. sex. Minutes later, I would say seconds later, they're having sex. <laughs> yeah, he says that he's like got her pinned to the ground, and he goes, "Do you want to be raped?" And you're just like, "Uh, okay." And oh, this is, this is at that point. You at that point, I think you you're supposed to kind of think that like maybe he's the guy too a little bit. Oh, is that supposed to be a thing? I think so. Ah. For like for like the very until they like start oh, fucking, and he's man. clearly not the guy. I don't know. This know. is just a thing that Madeline Stowe says that I thought was funny <laughs> when things are getting to be a fe- at a fever pitch. She, Do you want to see me cry? Boo-hoo, my dog got hit by a Cadillac. Now get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She's got yeah, she's pretty she's got some pretty good. She's ones. a fiery li- I like her character in this. Yeah. Uh anyways, that's it. 
Yeah. Ratings. Uh, yeah. One and a half Juds. Wow. Damn. I was bored stiff by this. It doesn't do it. There's nothing. There's nothing good in this. Well, I, I'll have I'll have, a, I'll have a real I'll have a much lower rating for one of these than you guys are. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I don't know Doctor. about that. I don't know about that. In any case, <laughs> this was boring. Uh, I didn't I didn't care for the performances. I thought that the script was a, just a total disaster. You didn't care for my performance. No, man. she was terrible. I'm gonna kill you. Uh, oh no. This, the script was terrible. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I can't even. I can't imagine a version of this that even would make sense i would say that it makes sense but it is it is very like oh okay so that's it like yeah, it, just i just want to know what movie anybody thought they were making here because yeah. it just seems like completely like just it's just a shambles like it has no thematic or narrative direction to it it's sort of like somebody had a script and they took all of the parts about out of it that actually made it go somewhere and just left you with the spine of the story yeah and then nobody cares. And a Chicago Bulls game. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I'm going to give it like two and a half Douglases for all of the, the sex that they have, uh, which is, you know, semi-frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, some, there's some pretty, there's some uh, some nudity. You got yeah, some nudity some here. Some nudity. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 worst first dates ever. <laughs> Just a bad date with the doctor, especially with the other guy staring at you the whole time. This is bad. Yeah, it looked it looked great to me. Yeah, hated that movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Oh, I'm gonna have to give it just two two stars. I I really like Madeline Stowe in this. It's just she's just not well served by the rest of it. It is, it is a mess. It is it, it's the kind of movie where like Madeline Stowe will see a character that she's never seen before saying something that only I mean that is some of the sloppiest shit I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and it's that doesn't incredible. happen a lot in the movie. Just That's the just one time, one thing, but, but it's it, just fucking it is, amazing. It is very distracting. Where you're like, wait, what? She it's didn't. wild. She it's like she it's couldn't like, have known that woman said that. It's not the same thing, but it's almost like seeing a movie where you just see the fucking cameraman in the background. <laughs> You're like, "Good God, guys! How did you? Then he's right there. What you the see a fuck guy are carrying, we doing? Carrying coffee, backing out of the scene. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> not even in the background. Just right there. It's it's wild. Yeah. It's the shot. It's like the it's foreground. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sloppy. Yeah, um, I think Matt might be right, or you, whoever said that that was about it being like maybe an early draft where it was something. Oh yeah, supernatural. It has, it has something. To maybe be. not supernatural, but there has to be some kind of unifying. Well, thing like that, I mean, well, you know, that, super, that kind of supernatural, like in that way, that's like right. there's maybe it was or maybe pseudo, it was pseudo science. But how lazy are they being when it makes it makes the final cut of the movie I, yeah, just right, pluck it right, right out? Exactly. Well, that's yeah. So, yeah I'd have to be was like, too busy eating uh, eating hot dogs and just enjoying his favorite town. This just got producer noted to death. Whatever it started out oh, being, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it three Douglases. It's like it's trying to be mm-hmm. essentially an erotic thriller. I mean, maybe it doesn't have as much sex thriller. as like a basic, obviously not Basic <laughs> Instinct, but like uh, you know, there's there's a lot of se- <laughs> a lot of sex in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Madeline Stone never shy uh, with that sort of thing. Which Aiden is great. Quinn shows his butthole to that Aiden dude. Quinn shows his like p- pulls open his butthole in front of that whole bar. It's wild. It's like in Pink Flamingos. It's like that scene in Pink Flamingos. <laughs> goes on and on. Two I and can't believe minutes. they got an R rating for this. <laughs> Two and a half minutes. He sings Bird is the Word. <laughs> and I'm going to give it one, one flaring Aiden Quinn butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going two and a half uh, Judds. I I like I enjoyed it. I did not sure. hate it. I I got I liked it. Even though uh, you're not wrong about it being about it being bad. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed their their shitty. Ban- I was watching with my friend and he was like, 
man, if they if they end up together, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking hate this movie. And I'm like, uh, Good they luck. are they are gonna end up together. Yeah. <laughs> and he did hate it, but uh, and he did hate it. I'm gonna give it. Th- I'm going with three Douglases because uh, the sex scenes and like just some of the a lot of the dialogue and it's just it's just sort of like it's it has like a it has like a sleazy sheen. Plus the doctor character just has this like. That, that like that character just really irritated me because I was like that is such a gross like that's like something where she she could sue the hospital for like him asking her out on a date you right one hundred percent like uh no and and then he's angry at her when she doesn't want to and that's when you still think he might be the killer and then he he basically sets her up to to get killed by going like what uh, someone that said they were their lawyer called and I sent her to an address right. and you're like you fucking piece of shit for a minute I thought but. this movie was going to be about how like this like it was going to be a bit of a metaphor like this yeah. woman realizes that her that people have been exploiting her alleged vulnerability like all of these shitty men have been trying to take advantage of her, and yeah. that's where it was sort of headed. But no, she totally lets that still happen at the end. But yeah. yeah. you know, well, that is like, that is a movie that they didn't yeah, make exactly. So, so again, I I kind of I, I two and a half. So it's not good, but uh, you know, I didn't hate it. Uh, three Douglases, and I'm giving it uh, one out of one shitty seeing eye dogs. We Retire. got we Retire. got through that whole movie by without hate. making the joke. I'm seeing double here for Krusty's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting better <laughs> or worse. Or worse. Uh, Speaking of uh, a little bit better. Yeah, I do think this one's 1994's little... China Moon. Talk to me, baby. Tell me Kyle Bodine is a detective who knows his job. Kill someone in Brayton, Kyle Bodine's gonna get you. You always screw it up sooner or later. And knows what he wants. Am I safe talking to you? We live in dangerous times. Yeah, we meet in dangerous places. But he doesn't know her. I'm in a trap. I can't get out of it. Whatever you want, I'll get. Whatever you need, I'll do. I love you. Get away! Give me the gun. Get away! A movie you could really sit down and watch. Yeah. You know, I, this movie is right down the middle. Oof. It's just aiming for. The, I mean, like, that's like I think you're giving you're giving a little too much credit there, but it is pretty think, bland. It's like I, one of those movies where they're like, we're we're all gonna get together and we're gonna make a movie that's fine. Yeah. No, and I <laughs> yeah, think that's exactly. like what the speech I'll, the director made to the whole crew was like, if we yeah, do yeah. everything right. This We're gonna make a movie that fine. is perfectly okay. <laughs> this uh, this movie uh, I looked on the Wikipedia briefly was filmed in 1991, not yeah. released until 94. Wow, 94. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Sat on the shelf because studio went bankrupt. Yeah. So Jesus. anyway, so it wasn't no, nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. Probably, but like just no, no money to distribute it, and then it just sits um, around like, well, maybe we'll put it out. So now. it no. is. It was weird yeah. because I was watching it going like Benicio del Toro is kind of bad in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but also, but it was like, and, and I was like, this 14. isn't one of his first performances. But then, if you think like, oh, it was filmed because this was like '94, which would have been the year before Suspects, which was like his big where right. he where he but it, where he in, finally blew in up. In fact, it was only a year or two after he shot like License to Kill. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he, and he's and fifteen he's, or he's, sixteen which in he's, this which movie. He's, by the way, he's like hilarious in in License to yeah, Kill. But he's, he's not. That. He's not. It's great in that way where you're like, what's this guy fucking doing? Jeez. Mm, <laughs> we sent her to the moon. 
<laughs> Does he get thrown into a meat grinder in that? It's a cocaine grinder. A cocaine <laughs> Specifically uh, made to grind cocaine. Because the whole bad guy's plotting that he's going to mix cocaine with gasoline and the whole thing. Uh, Mixing cocaine uh, anyway, yeah. with but, but, gasoline. Yeah, so, so that explains some of it because it's sort of like, it, see, it does feel like not like from 1994. And then right. you're like, oh, okay, this is like because it was made three years earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's totally like a, a just a neo-noir. Yeah, it's, it's a body like, heat. It's, it's body heat. It's, it's, it's like, like body heat. It's body lukewarm. Well, but, well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's trying to do it's trying to do a body. Heat, yeah, it is. It actually you know? it does it, have it has it know. actually teeters on the edge of being like pretty interesting at a certain point, and then it yeah. kind of goes like nah. Yeah, it's got. I, I mean, mean, if you can't tell what's going to happen in the first twenty minutes of this, I don't even know. It's got like a. And I think the cast is decent. Like we've already sure. said, Del Toro, it's Ed, Harris Ed Harris is the Ed Harris star. Is the Ed star. Harris and Madeline Stowe. Charles Dance Charles is Dance. like her shitty Chuck husband. Chuck Dance with doing, a hardcore Southern a accent. Tywin Lannister doing a Southern accent. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this: Do you think that, like, because you notice this a lot, I notice a lot with British actors? Do you think that they like just if they are looking for roles, if they're like get, they like fuck, I want to play a Southern guy because it's like gonna be easier to go from British accent to yeah. Southern oh, accent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Then, I have been told like, that is to the like, case. Then would, to like boring, uh, just like, you're, hello, I am an American I would accent. also I would also say that it's not just like, I want to play a Southern guy. It's like, well, I got cast as an American, so I'm going to make him a Southern yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this does take yeah. place in like Florida, so it's like, you know, they, it yeah. makes sense in this one. But like, sometimes, you know, you see McGregor, McCracken and stuff all the time going yeah. like, I'm from Texas. I'm from Georgia. I'm from, where? I'm Mc, from Mc, Illinois. McCracken's <laughs> American accents, Southern or no, are universally terrible yeah, yeah. Oh, he, I, thought, I thought he was pretty good uh, it didn't it didn't annoy me in birds of prey and no. uh i did i did enjoy his minnesota accent in, in fargo in season three of fargo yeah maybe they should all do minnesota accents yeah. or something yeah. like that but, but generally su- i understand the concept behind grabbing on us onto a southern one but it doesn't mm. work in a lot no. of these cases yeah. and his accent in this one is ridiculous I think Charles he's just, oh he's going way over that plus uh, uh, plus Andy, he's like, he's Andy like McDowell, a, an, an aristocrat <laughs> he's like an old money aristocrat from the yeah. south and he's like i won't get you down to the bar you baby <laughs> you're like wow <laughs> jesus yeah and uh and madeline stowe you in a whole bucket Madeline Stowe in <laughs> raised by Crow <laughs> Madeline Stowe in both this and General's daughter is sometimes doing an accent. Right. She's that's right. She is like sort of Weird. sometimes well, in, kind of doing in, an accent. Because General's daughter also takes place in the South, so you're gonna hear one a of the lot of one of the other accents. one of the other things she's sometimes doing in General's daughter is acting. Yeah. Well, we'll get to. <laughs> don't worry. We'll get to that. We got to get through this first, though. Uh, let's let's just blast through this so we can get to the one that we want to talk. About. Um, I mean, you you've seen Body Heat, right? It's like that, <laughs> except not quite as interesting. I mean, yeah. Like the uh, movie starts with Charles Dance having like a midnight assignation in a oh, motel boy. room. If you ever want to see Char- uh, Tywin Lannister just fucking a lady. Fucking a lady. Yeah, this is your movie. Yeah, this is how it starts. China Moon. Yeah. Uh, and then you see see people, uh, someone taking pictures Someone's of, taking of pictures of it, and yeah, and so he's like, you know, cheating on his wife, I guess. Maybe some private detectives taking pictures, and then... Uh, then uh, what happens after that? Ed Harris goes is like Ed Harris, and he goes to this murder scene. Right, and Benicio, Benicio del Toro, his partner, his green behind the ears, new partner that he's constantly teaching. Yeah, uh, st- stuff to you know, like you know, I think it's actually his first murder scene because he says something like, uh, "You know, you're never gonna forget seeing this body." Oh yeah, Benicio, yeah, yeah, and that sort of thing. And and you get in like there's like a it's a, like a, la- a lady who's been shot in the head and. Uh, Ed Harris is like touching wounds, and it's kind of it's kind of grisly, and uh, you can see how maybe you know. Well, we don't know what the deal with Benicio's character is at this point. No, like he has no deal. This... His deal is he's a character who's in this <laughs> fucking movie. He's like a pawn. It's stupid. Yeah, it is. 
pretty stupid. I mean, he has no discernible personality in it, except he seems vaguely suspicious of Ed Harris for no reason all the time, until you know why. Uh-huh. It, it's hard to keep that all that like. To, I don't know if it necessarily well, he's just not works. Not very good in it, and the script is bad. So. It is. It's weird to see Benicio kind of just being like this in a movie. I'm used to him trying something or doing. Yeah, he's something not weird. doing. He's not doing anything here. Yeah. So, but you know, it's a it's first. A weird, it's an early yeah. performance for him, so it's just sort of like we're used to him just showing up and like, oh, he's in fucking Star Wars. Wow, he really is <laughs> going going for it in the Star Wars movie. You know, I don't know. I mean, I like that shit, but, you know, he's not doing any of it here. Let's put it that way. And one of those Avengers movies, too. He, he right, turns yeah. up and you're like, good God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. But, but it, it's something. Yeah, exactly. Whether you like it or not, he's trying a thing. And like if, if, you know, like we said, this was shot in 91. So like the Abyss came out in 89. So maybe Ed Harris was just like still real worn out from the Abyss. I bet. I bet it took like, him years to recover. Years to recover because shit. he's just like real tired in this. Yeah, it, it suits the it suits the role. He's he is a cop, and and this movie is all about that foreshadowing. It, right. It's one of those movies that that is gleeful, gleefully but, foreshadows but everything. At, at least in Body Heat. Okay, so when we did Body Heat, I remember you know there was like a difference of opinion, and we all really liked the movie. But I was kind of complaining about like uh, this guy is such a dipshit that like the only the only reason that anybody would get involved with him is be, is to gaslight him, is to set him up. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris has that problem times a million because he's like not only just kind of like a like just a regular dude, but he's like a boring regular dude. There's like you're sitting here like when Madeline Stowe starts coming on to him and they're like, "Well, I'm going to leave my husband for you," and you're just like, "This guy?" <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's not like it's not like he's Ned Racine. It's not like he's William Hurt in in Body Heat where he's like. You know, like a real sexy dude, he's or pretty like hot. He's, 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 he's a dumbass, he's but like, he's pretty hot. And he's I mean, got like this real swagger to him and stuff like that. And he's that. like famous around town for being a coxman too. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like in this case, when Madeline Stowe is like, "I'm gonna leave my wife for you, Ed Harris," you're like, "Yeah, are Ed Harris is so, a detective, so he should immediately well, so, be going like, "Something's fucked up here." Yeah, exactly. So uh, I had to social distance myself from you guys for a second to okay. use the bathroom. But, Thank uh, you. Yeah, uh, but uh, so I missed so many words. But like the plot is that they ha- it has to be him, right? Because he's the smart, he's the best cop, right? So I don't know if you guys talked about. No, I mean he's like the head. I don't know if he's the chief of detectives, but he's the head detective. You are right. You're watching the movie, going like uh, this guy, and then you get to the end, and when the 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 the, you know the secret bad guy reveals the plot, he's like, well, it had to be you because. He's like, why me? And he's like, well, it had to be you because if it wasn't, if you weren't the sucker who was helping her, yeah. then uh, you would have figured you would have you would have figured, figured it out. Figured it out. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, because I, I of your like job. That. I thought that was kind of cl- I thought that was kind of clever. Sure, the, a, the movie itself isn't good. I think that this is like a, an example of a movie made by some other people. You could you could you know draw something like Body Heat is like a, is a pretty thin movie, but like it's made in this way that's right. like so fucking sweaty. Like they're 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 turning it up, and this one kind of like. Went like, ah, oh, well, how about halfway is good? Yeah. This isn't turned up to 11. This is turned up to four and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let's, uh, let's, not rock their, let's not rock their eyeballs out. Let's just sort of, like, let's show them something. Let's show yeah. them a We're going to do, do body heat, but not, like, so much. This you know very, what I mean? We're going to yeah. ease We're gonna ease up on it a this little is, bit. This is very much just, like, uh, it's very much, like, and there like is, a Cinemax Showtime, like, And there is thing. sexiness in it, but it's not, like, smutty or anything like no. that. There's one very, one prominent nude scene, and that's and then that's they're done with that un- unpleasantness. It's hardly even Whereas Body, body heat was just yeah. smutty as fuck. 
There is a whole, you know, I do, I do like the procedural scene at the beginning where Ed Harris is explaining how, yeah. how the thing happened. And, stuff. There's, and, and I like the stuff kind I of, like, I kind in of the like second a half where movie. Ed Harris has to be like investi- has to yeah, be investigating yeah. the crime that he was covering up. Like that's right. fun stuff. And then it feels like it's going to take an even more interesting twi- twist where he's like, I set up, I helped set up or at least bury this murder so I know what it is. And then it, those details aren't mixing. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of like, that's intriguing. And then the answer is not intriguing. Yeah. Um, right, but that, for a while there, it seems like it's going to be a real thing. Well, the answer being that it was all it was all plot. I mean, we don't even need to run down the plot in much more detail than to say, like, then he become he Ed Harris has an affair with Madeline. Stowe. There's a great skinny dipping scene with uh, yeah, with yeah. Madeline Stowe and and Ed Harris. I they guess. they fall into a steamy <laughs> sexual affair. Oh, She's where, married wait, to wait, Charles wait, Dance. Where where do they where do they have their skinny dipping thing? What it's on a lake under well, a China, under the China moon. Under a China moon. It's under a it's what moon is, and Ed it's Harris what is, is explaining to her what the China moon my, is. My grandma used to call it China moon because it looks like a big old China plate. And then Makes she people gets, go crazy. And then she said, that, she like, said people would get affected by them and that they'd do strange things. And Madeline Boo. Stowe's like, sounds great, and gets naked and jumps that is some That is some <laughs> real writerly bullshit, that scene. Oh, yeah. It is awful. <laughs> I loved it. But she stands up and then just takes off her dress and like jump, and like it's full frontal nudity, and then she jumps into the lake. and then She goes, like, it really is wonderful. It really is wonderful. Come on in here. And then Ed, you get to see for a split second Ed Harris's donger, and uh, and then he jumps in there, and then they kind of like- Didn't they're ping in the, my needle either. <laughs> oh, come on, man. What's Ed Harris doesn't ping. Ping your needle with you. Double Wait, hold me. on. No, Ed Harris t- pings your needle. Not uh, this one. Apollo thirteen. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, with, with those. Oh, vests. that one does. I was. That I was going to name vest. a few with more. Those I was, vests and that that high and tight. My follow-up was Night Riders, but if Apollo thirteen <laughs> does it for you, oh yeah, <laughs> that guy's accusing me of double charging him all the time. Ron Howard's brother <laughs> pings my needle in Apollo thirteen. <laughs> Clint boy, Howard. Oh boy, Clint Howard. <laughs> Mag- MAGA head Clint Howard. Anyways, oh. uh, is he a MAGA guy? Yeah. He oh, is. Geez. No, he's not. He absolutely. For is. real. Yeah. Have a little Tranya and calm down. God damn it. If one of our fans can fact check that and, and, and tell us it's not true, but if it's true, don't don't mention Joe it. Joe Charbonnick. Call Joe Charbonnick. Let us know I about be, It's Clint not that I don't believe Travis. Alfesta. I, just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have time to look it up right now. So I'm too, I'm too, I'm known for I'm my too angry and disappointed now. Yeah. So Ed Harris falls into a, a steamy erotic affair with Madeline Stowe, who's married to Charles Dance yeah. from and they the really, beginning of the they movie. They really play up the, like... Love aspect of it on his end, like, yeah. I mean, on, on both of their no, ends, because by a, the end, it's there's like, a bullshit love, scene at the end. Yeah. I love you, and, and it's it's got that thing at the end where it's going like, yeah, yeah sure, it was a scam at first, yeah. but now I really do love you more I than anything. That. And you're kind of like, really? I hate that, especially after watching so many of these movies mm-hmm. and seeing movies like Body Heat. And uh, this is why and Body last, Heat is and, like, so uh, much superior. Oh, but yeah, that, yeah. but that and like Last Seduction, like seeing movies oh, yeah. like that and then going like, don't fucking do the thing where the lady is like oh but at first but then I'm actually did fall in love with you just have her be I we will like because now you watch those movies and you like maybe at the time the hero you liked the hero you were like supposed to side with the hero but now I mean I watch these movies and I'm like oh, I'm on her side yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm on her team like I actually want her to get away with the skim her husband is a piece of shit right she, she should have that 12 million dollars I don't care about Ed Harris's character at all <laughs> Ed like, Harris isn't like <laughs> bad in this or anything like no, that. No, it's no. just sort of like not the kind of character that you'd be like, boy, yeah. I sure hope he's gonna be all yeah, right. Ed, Ed Harris can be like real intense and doing stuff, and he he does that in this movie, but it's it's the service of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not you know interesting. So there's there is the, it's the one scene that it, this is during the before the skinny dipping happenings. Where the, the one part that kind of makes me like Ed Harris a little bit because she's asking him because he takes her out on this boat and apparently he goes out on this boat on the lake all the time. And she's like, "What do you do out here on this on this lake <laughs> by yourself?" And he goes, hey, "You know, drink beer, roll around the lake, just get kind of stupid." 
<laughs> so he's just getting hammered out there. I don't know. I find that kind of likable. I like it. He's I want to see that scene. He's, it's not that he's he, unlikable. It's just he's like a milk toast. Yeah, it's like, yeah. This is like Milhouse's dad is the fucking star of this movie. <laughs> Uh, I can I borrow a feeling. <laughs> we don't know it's, if uh, it's Homicide Detective Z Crackers, and frankly, we don't want them. <laughs> it's a market we can do without. Uh, <laughs> it just he's boring. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple times when he gets to do like some classic Ed Harris yelling, but that's yeah. like. Do you think it's end. supposed it to be? Feel, that, it feels like, forced a little when it's Ed Harris yelling in this. I feel like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's coming yeah. from a place of the, the movie. I mean, the movie's put it there, but it just sort of felt like. And then here's the scene where Ed Harris is going to yell. And then he yells, yeah, and like, yeah, 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 there he goes. Yeah, that's what uh, he does. I, and I mean, I kind of liked this movie, too, a little bit, because it was like, do, I enjoy, like, you know, the I enjoy the trappings of these, like, southern film noir Com- compared things. To, compared you know? to Blink, it's a real solid piece of craftsmanship. Sure, yeah, it doesn't have fine. the kind of, like, oh, yeah. sloppy bullshit it, like, that it, Blink like, has. You, it happens, the whole movie happens, and then you and it ends, and you go, yep, that was that the was, plot of that movie. Yep. And, it, and you're not going back going, like, wait, but what about uh, how this doesn't make any sense, logically? I think that the director is a DP. Yeah, his name's John Bailey. He, he shot a ton of stuff ton in of the stuff. 90s. And, like, didn't he still direct a lot of movies, No, though. he didn't direct much. I mean, he like he shot, like, In the Line of Fire. Oh, wow. Yeah. All kinds of shit like that. Yeah. And this movie looks good, you know. Yeah. Sure. It's not not great, but it's very, very solid. That's what I mean. It's totally like, we're going to do the film noir thing. And then, uh, but are then we, we going to go home. Yeah. Ideally, collect a paycheck. <laughs> oh, well, unless the studio shuts unless down. Unless the studio oh. shuts down. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sure all the people who made the movie got paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the scene in this where they do the murder. Yeah, and uh-huh. then they like cover it up. Like they. Well, she does the, the murder. Right, right. She shoots him. Oh. It's a pretty good plan. Oh, like, also, she buys a gun from Max Mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right, yeah, right. you get the ta- you get the taxi driver scene where he's buying a gun. Except it's two ladies, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go, uh, I, just, I like the the actual mechanics of the murder. Yeah, like, yeah. She gets a hotel room in Miami. So we're in and Florida. The, the plot is that shows she's gonna secretly drive back in the middle of a night, shoot the husband, go back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and then fly home. Yeah. So it'll look like she has an alibi. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, in uh, and then when she gets back, they like they do a whole thing where like she and Ed Harris like clean up the crime scene they like pull the bullets out of the wall spackle the wall and paint it over well and, and he's the best so he knows he's the best, so he knows all the things we're gonna look at this yeah. so turns out the humidifier which apparently melts the fingerprints so that's something yeah that, you know if you're listening that's to this ab- podcast, absolutely not true i would by assume the way. not but in this movie it is but uh, uh, so like i thought that was a, a clever that's the best part of the movie is like 10 minutes 15 yeah, minutes yeah. in the middle of this where they do that and i think it's fun it's like it's like the part in double indemnity where he's killing the guy on the train it's like I, this part's fun yeah. i always love like uh, the whole sort of like doing the crime and yeah. figuring, you know, it's like that. The you know, f- here's here's how this here's how this happens, and you're because you watch those and always go like, what part did they miss or how did they fuck right, up? Right, right, right. Oh, and I, before you we know. get too far into it, I did want to mention because I was talking about how foreshadowing is a huge thing in this. There's a line that Ed Harris says, and it comes up. 15, 20 times in this, but this is at the original like, murder scene. You look scene. like a woman who'd seduce me, then trick me into murdering her husband, and then frame me for it. He says it a lot. It's weird. <laughs> no, he goes, murderers are dumb shits. They always screw it up sooner or later. Yeah. yeah. That's what he says, and you're like, oh, he's going to be a murderer, or at least to be involved in that, and he's going to screw it up sooner or later. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And that happens a number of times. But like, but he doesn't really. He doesn't screw it no. up. No, and it's she's, just that, and she's just kind the, of in her way isn't really the bad guy either. It's not a body heat situation yeah. where she was a psycho pulling the strings. Right. Which she's is actually dis- a which, very passive character. Which is a little disappointing. Yeah, why, it's ultimately, less interesting. It's ultimately disappointing to me the way it ends, her character ends up is that she was sort of like, f- this plan was figured out by a dude for her. 
and then she's kind of going along with it, and then ha- then falls in love with there's, Ed Harris there's in the a, meantime. There's a better ending know. to this movie that I will explain when we get to it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, it's I mean, little... it doesn't exist. It's one that would be better had they had some <clears throat> brains. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked all that stuff where they're figuring, you know, because yeah. then, and then it's the rest of it. Then the movie's like, you know, Benicio del Toro going like, like pulling apart the crime scene and going like, oh, here's this. Oh, look, they find the bullet hole. This is my favorite know, part of the movie. And he's like, oh, and Ed Harris is like, kind of going like, how he's like in his head going like, how are you? Fig- how is this guy figuring this out? Because this is his partner who's like not a great cop. And he yeah. said, and he he's said not, he's not a great, on, he's like, not a great detective. He says something like, you're a great, you're a great cop, yeah. but your eye, your de- eye for yeah, yeah. being a detective, you don't have good weak. eye for detail. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. notice these things. And then so uh, all of a sudden he doesn't think he's like, what color was the thing? You know, and he's like, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? I wasn't paying attention. But all Sudden, he's like Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, exactly. He's like picking up all this stuff, and he's and Ed all this Harris other like, shit's going wrong. Character. Like the you turned over the gun, well, it's the wrong gun. The bullets don't match this thing, and they should have because we saw what happened. So yeah. we know. I, I love that part because Ed, Ed Harris gets gets into, and we see Madeline Stowe shoot Charles Dance too. So yeah. we saw it all go we down. We know too. exactly what happened. We know exactly what happened. And Ed Harris gets there. He knows there's two bullets. He t- takes care of both of those. They patch it up. And so when they actually when they get to the crime scene, when when the the cops find the body and then retrace it back to the crime scene, Ed Harris. Is like I know what happened here, and then they find more bullets, yeah. and they're different bullets than the ones that he should be in there, and, and he's has to be pretending, of course, that this is like the first time he's seen any of this stuff. But at one point, they pull one of the bullets out of the out of Charles Dance's corpse, yeah. and uh, and they have this like measurer that measures yeah. It, yeah, see it's if a it's caliber, a nine millimeter yeah. or a, what, or a 38, 38. They talk about thirty eight a lot in this. Movie. And he's like, "This is definitely this is de- definitely a nine millimeter." And Benicio del Toro is like, "No, no I'm pretty sure it's 38. a thirty eight And he's like, "Well, they're pretty close." And he gets out this like these calipers and he checks like four times. Yeah. Benicio's like, "Hey, uh, everything okay there? I mean, come on." And, and at this point, if you don't know what's fitting. going on in the movie, then you're like not paying attention. Cause it's yeah, it can't be Madeline because well, we know it's we saw. because of like what you're saying where Benicio Del Toro keeps needling him the entire time. It's like, so uh, what do you think about your police work there, Lou? <laughs> well, also also the part where she leaves her hotel room, then the lady from the first scene shows up. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we like sneaks into the hotel room and then later on is like there's like they when the, he's being when Ed Harris is being interviewed, he's like, well, she, she called someone. She called you from that room. Yes. At this night, and he's like, no, she, and she's, he's like, what? Because she didn't. Yeah. And he's, and we like, saw what? She's her. Like, well, and she's like, well, somebody called you from that room because it was. A- and we saw her watching Madeline Stowe to make sure she wasn't spotted. So again, yeah. we know that whatever is happening, Madeline Stowe's not in on. Yeah. And this. And yeah. it would have been more interesting maybe if they had kept if they had kept the well, possibility no, she, that I Madeline think she's Stowe. She's sort of in on it. She's sort of well, in on it, but not the ultimate yeah. plan. Yeah. She she's like also she's like in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Although she is also going to end up with the money, the money. I think, or something. <laughs> she's not entirely. In the <laughs> like they're still they're still setting uh, Ed Harris up as the patsy. Yeah. Regardless. And you know. It turns out it's Benicio del Toro setting him up. Yeah, that was that was the play. It was all yeah. him, and he he talked to he talked to her about it. And again, it was he they had to be Ed Harris because if it was anybody else, if they set up a different guy, they would he would have figured he would figure yeah. it out because he's the best detective. So it had to be the best detective was the fall guy. Yeah. Which I which I kind of I kind of dig. I just think the movie doesn't nail it because no, I like doesn't. I do like that idea of like. Like the detective getting in too deep, and then it's like it's because he's, but it's because a guy is so good at his job that he's the guy who's getting, who's getting fucked over. It doesn't. The movie. I don't doesn't even think that the it, movie doesn't nail it because the script isn't there. The movie yeah. doesn't nail it because the direction's not there. It's just like yeah, it's yeah. very, very like sort of blandly put together. Yeah, I think I think under different direction, this, maybe with a slightly different cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're not. 
bringing sure. their. They're I mean, not should have been Tom they're Hanks not all and Meg Ryan. Their, they're not bringing their all bringing their A game <laughs> no. necessarily. Yeah, I don't know if just hey, just let I don't know. He was a different actor. He's, this is early in his career, but if Benicio del Toro could have been doing something fun or weird, or if anybody yeah, had really maybe. been doing anything. Yeah, I mean, del Toro's one of those guys just doing like, fine. Like you kind of want him to, you kind of want him to be like, just let him do what he wants to, and then also kind of go like, maybe don't let him do what he wants to. It's hard <laughs> to tell with that guy. <laughs> yeah, because I love Last Jedi, but he yeah, sucks. We, in yeah, that. we were talking oh, about this. Talking about that. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I, was, I socially distanced myself. I mean, I like his character in that too, even. But he kind of, you're like, you feel like someone was like, did you? Also, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you bring that one up? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that too. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those are both still. ones where you feel like they hired him, and then he was like, uh, "I'll do so, this. I'll do this if I can do whatever I want." He flipped him for real. He flipped, he flipped you for, for real. real. He flipped Marvel and Star Wars for real. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, uh, you know, Ed Harris figures out that that Benicio del Toro is the one who's setting him up, yep. and he and he makes you know he like sets. He's like, "I want to meet him." You know, we're gonna we're gonna have a final showdown, all of us. And uh, and uh, well, he's gonna. He knows that the gun, the gu- actual gun, is like in his car. So yeah. he's like taking him out there. Meanwhile, the bartender called the cops. Right. They show up. Ed Harris, uh, Del Toro's like, he's got a gun. He's got a gun, and all the cops Ed Harris, shoot Ed Harris at that time. Finds the gun, drops yeah. it on the ground. Ed Harris is like, oh, the cops all shoot Ed Harris. It's very much like how Sam Jackson, or close to how Sam Jackson dies in uh, Lake Lakeview Terrace. Terrace. Yeah, yeah. And he, so Ed Harris gets killed. Uh, then Benicio's like, well, I guess our plan worked. Basically, like they're, yeah. they're basically they're they they're gonna the plan they're gonna the get plan away is gonna work. They're gonna get away with it. Madeline, but Madeline Stowe, Stowe is really is broken apart. In love with she goes. She was no. really in love with him. She's like Sam or whatever his name is, and runs Kyle. over there. I love you so Lyle. much. I love you, Kyle. Oh God, Kyle. She runs over it's there. Kyle's name is it Kyle? <laughs> yep. Jeez. She runs. She runs over. The, she runs over there, and then Del Toro's kind of like, "Hey, we did it, right? The plan worked. He's dead." And then she shoots. She shoots, shoots him. Shoots him. Pans, it pans up to the China, China Moon. Baby. Roll credits. So that's it for her too. I like, think it should have ended geez. with like you yeah. know. Nope. Yeah. I think it, could, it should have just ended with like Madeline Stowe like pulling a switcheroo on Benicio. Make make it look at the very end like she was setting him up the whole time, and now she and Ed Harris get to split the money. Yeah. I feel like there's like there's a there's another twist here that could have happened that makes that's like satisfying. Yeah. And this one was sort of like the the one where it's like, but like. What if it just ends and it's kind of a bummer, you know? And you go like, <laughs> like yeah. that's not what I watched this for." That sucks though. <laughs> and I always hate that kind of ending too, where it's like, "Eh, man." Because at least nobody like, got it, but everybody did. Well, I did just watch uh, *Bridge on the River Kwai* last night, which is that ending, but is great. Oh yeah. <laughs> so madness. Uh, anyway, I love that. That movie, that, that movie is really good. I just rewatched it not long yeah, ago. Yeah. So. But any, anyway, ultimate uh, metaphor for capitalism. Not to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, Britishness. A lot of shit about just British. Same, same, same writer. Uh, same based on a book by the same writer as uh, Planet, of the, Planet of the Apes. And yeah. both of those, both of those movies end similarly. I mean, he doesn't say madness. Does he say madness at the end of Planet of the Apes? Uh, it's just eight no. madness at Planet no, of the but Apes. He, but he is, but it does, it does end with you like two, it does up. end with people. Yeah, it does end with people like yelling Damn about things you. getting blown up, yeah. and then the movie's like, that's it, the end. Bye. That's it, madness. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to this worst movie. <laughs> uh, you think this movie's worse than Bridge on the River Kwai? I slightly only because I watched both of them this week, and I forgot a lot of China Moon. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting, not a lot to forget. No. <laughs> I mean, we, I think we got it. We pretty much it's nailed just it. Not much to That's it. That's kind of yeah. it, but it's not bad. It's yeah. not good. Stowe Stowe isn't doing a lot in this. Like I would say, she's fine. But yeah. she's not, again, nobody's given much to do. Yeah, in an I episode mean, dedicated to Madeline Stowe, I feel like she should have picked some bit. good movies. Well, I mean, these are the thrillers that we could pick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do like her and other stuff a lot more, but she's Last like, of the yeah. Mohicans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Revenge. 
Oh, I, revenge. I, I, I mean, th- this isn't a genre movie, but I love shortcuts. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, she, and she's great in that. Playing si- the sister of... No, she's not the sister of Annie McDowell. She's Julianne Moore's sister. Mm-hmm. They don't look anything Julianne like. Less. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she's not wearing pants for most of that movie. That's so. my point. Yeah. For most of the movie. I don't know. There's like walks, a f- she's at the grocery store bottomless. <laughs> there's like a 40-minute scene where she's yelling at uh, at Matthew Modine about not wearing 40 We've all, we've all been there. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched Shortcuts. It's long. The movie is like at least 17 hours long. Right? I'm, I'm bottomless wrong? right now, by the way. I'm glad that you guys didn't point it you're, out. You're a bottomless <laughs> pit of despair <laughs> is what you are. The thing about Travis is it's impossible to tell when he's bottomless. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> See? Don't you talk about my despair. Not on this podcast. <laughs> Ooh, we're going to have to cut this. Yeah. <laughs> this, kid, this shit got I'm too real. It it's got real. COVID nineteen is tearing us apart. <laughs> it's tearing me apart. Uh, <laughs> ratings. Uh, oh, I got, yeah, a, I got a couple quotes. Just like, uh, just because one of the funnest aspects of it is, of course, Charles Dance doing a crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> Colonel Sanders accent. And this is one. It is this way is gonna tap dance top. over your head and go doodle cock a doodle do. But this is one, the wrong ha ha, but the right ho ho. This is one part when he's like, uh, he's he's uh, fighting with Madeline Stowe right before she blows him away, and he's like, uh, and she like confronts him about his affairs or whatever, and she and he won't let her go. He's blocking the door. He's like, we'll just, and he's like, come on, baby, we'll just have a roll in the hay and talk about it in the morning. I just want my conjugal rights. Jesus. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you not? Qu- See, he's he, from the south, and his, guys. His accent is like so fucking silly, it's fucking ridiculous. Because you don't hear him talk for a bit in the movie. You've seen him a few times, and so it's Charles Dance, and he's got that Charles Dance look, and you're like, <laughs> he's intense, you know. And then he starts going. Well, howdy doody. Well, I don't know how to get a bucket of fried chicken <laughs> over the, here. And you're like, Leghorn. what the fuck? It's, it's like the, lawyer, the the chicken lawyer from Futurama. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you was corn. Excuse me if I come hopping out of that briar patch with a whole bucket of molasses going. Wow, wow, wow. There's a part in it where he goes, She's, this, is, this really makes me hate him. Uh, but Madeline Stowe's out there on the out there on the porch, and she's sipping a drink and smoking yeah. a cigarette, and he doesn't want her. This is right after she looks drinking at the pictures on the porch. Of him Are you drinking one of those mint juleps on my porch? You don't drink your mint julep on the porch. He goes, uh, it don't look good you being out here drinking where all the damn neighbors could see. And he grabs her drink and like throws it, throws the cigarette away and the drink, and he's a literal buzzkill. And you're like, yeah, kill him, yeah. kill him, Madeline. I like when Jesus she Christ. when she throws the dinner plate. Earlier, and he just goes, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Jesus like he's God just like ruined dinner. And, and then the cats come and eat the dinner. <laughs> yeah, the cats. I love it. This I is wasting the war, no aggression. <laughs> I love the cats. The cats are great. I had to rewind it to look at the cats eating the dinner again. It was mm, a great shot. Good, Very good shot of those lavish, cats. rich like, people, long hair cats. Yeah, long hair cats. There's like there's a great cat scene in General's Daughter too. Oh yeah, there is. There's a one of my favorite scenes. One of the that's only, one of the only, cool parts. One of the, of the movie. only things I truly enjoyed about that yeah, movie was the I, cat. I, I watched cat it. Scene. Uh, I watched it last night and was like, when when the cat showed up and did the thing, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. A similar thing happens in Striking Distance as uh, well. there's a lot of that's great true. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that cat is great in Striking Distance too. All right, let's get some ratings. Uh, two Juds. Two Douglases. Yeah, for a movie that is like is sort of like uh, le- you know leaning into body heat, it really doesn't uh, yeah. go there. there. I mean, there is that there is that like full frontal, full nudity, frontal nudity, but it's very brief. Yeah, but it's but it's not even but it's like not even that it's very brief. It's just that it's not sexy. Like, ah. I mean, it's like Madeline Stowe is sexy, but I don't think that you know what I mean. Not, I think pl- that it is the it movie is a, itself isn't like 
sexy. Like right. it's like trying to do body heat, but it forgot that like the thing about body heat that's great is that that movie is like as soon as it starts is like oh this is a sexy movie before any sex is happening. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, yeah. that that scene where he where he jumps into the lake and then they're like making out and stuff like that is is almost a little bit anxiety inducing because they're like it's a deep lake. They're not they're not like stand, so it's kind of like you guys you gonna drown or something? Get to shallow ground if you're gonna fool around. This is weird. And now we know more about Travis. Well, we're, you we're you... learning a lot about Travis on this one. <laughs> I don't know if you can fuck in the, where, where you can't touch the ground. No. And then they do sink oh. to the bottom and die. Remember that? All right. Jesus. <laughs> Go on, man. You have this dark night of the soul just right over here. It's like as close to me as I am. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 episodes of Forensic Files that they seem to have plopped right in the middle of this movie. Fucking A. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half juds. I I was I was ready to go to three because like like I, like I said I thought this movie got pretty interesting towards the end and then it just like did not take that path and ends up being like having a fairly boring ending. Yeah. But I really liked that stuff when Ed Harris is like trying is is solve is pretending to not know anything and then is solving the case and then it's not going the way he knows. I was like this is pretty fucking intriguing and then it was not. It was until it wasn't. Uh, so two and a half and I'm gonna give it two and a half. Douglas's, because, you know, Madeline's still fully naked, split second at Ed Harris's dick. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Not yep. made of stone over here. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> Flicks the needles. Um, ooh, and then what? Uh, I'm going to give it one. <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 milliseconds of Ed Harris's dick. All right. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going, t- I'm going two and a half also. I did find it also... Like, I almost like it. I just kind of like this type of movie. And so I'm predisposed to, like, want this to be good. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's kind of like, I'm already going in to get this going, like, all right, guys, you're making a neo-noir. You got my three stars. Right. My three Juds, whatever. Now it's your chance to, oh, and this one kind of just, like, lost me by being not very well done. Uh, also, I just thought of this. I just thought of this. Oh, you know, my. a better ending, to, another better ending to this would be is the Blood Lake ending. So oh, yeah. like, so like, what if you know? Because they buried the guy in the bottom of the lake, right? And so like, what if they hadn't figured on this though? Right. But so then, they but they get away with they it. get away with it, and then the movie ends, and it's like, why is the why is the lake dry? Yeah, yeah like yeah. the end of Blood Lake. They're like, why is the lake dry? I'm like that's what happens. The lake's dry, and then like there he is, and then the, that's right. the movie ends with them like going like, oh no, now or we're, like or now like, we're gonna get right caught. next to where the car was parked, where they dumped the body. The camera pans over. There's a big size like we're draining the lake tomorrow yeah. because oh, we're building no. condos. <laughs> Shit. Like the Brian De Palma version, or, the, so. or like in Snake Eyes when the girl's ring yep. is in the column, and you're just like, oh. Four, but uh, I would I would go I would go as high as four judges oh, if, yeah. if, if that had something like that. Yeah. If that it was something if it was something so like ridiculous and silly that you just that you know none of the characters could have thought of. Yeah. Even if they were being set up by one of the other characters, they're like, we won. Oh, we lost. <laughs> or if the moon played a bigger part in it, like astronauts yeah. on the moon saw the murder happen or something like that. You know, like the moon. <laughs> if it could, if it could play a bigger part in the movie, is all I'm saying. Black on the moon. It's only a symbolic part of there. the movie. Like, or if the moon was watching the whole time in the yeah. moon. They're like, we have a credible witness. It just and cuts up like, to the face of the never, moon. And you never goes, find Wink! out who the witness is, but it's the moon. Or at the very <laughs> at the very end of this, where Madeline Stowe blows Benicio and it pans up to the moon. If the moon could have gone like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. It just you winks know? at you. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Like it likes it. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? Uh, big old China Moon. Uh, t- I'm going to. You know, China th- Moon is not the preferred nomenclature, Kevin. Chinese mm-hmm. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
two and a half. Uh, I'm going two and a half, uh, just because of the full frontal. And Mm-mm. but even though I, w- you know, even though like I said, it like this movie does does its best to like be a thing that is in a genre where it's all about sexy and sex appeal, and it does its best to be like, no, nah, we're not gonna kind of go there. Yeah, gets it out of the way. Yeah, uh, and I'm giving it. Uh, I'm giving it one out of one. Max mom selling selling oh, guns yeah. out of a shitty hotel. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah, it's a beautiful little gun. Yeah. Beautiful little gun. You want a Cadillac? <laughs> I can get you a Cadillac. You need some meth? Uppers, downers, <laughs> black beauties, black right. red devils, <laughs> yellow jackets. Let's get to the one oh, that, wow. that we're going to talk about the most that I thought was the worst. The easily the worst, but yeah. the most interesting. This was definitely the one I enjoyed the most, even though it was terrible. What an absolutely disgusting movie! The General's Daughter. I mean, you guys, you guys have both seen this before. I've seen this at least ten times. Jesus Christ! From the producer of Clear and Present Danger. Oh no. The general's daughter. Do you have any suspects? Everyone. Before you arrest anyone, you notify me. And the director of Con Air. You're going to have to decide on this one. Are you a soldier or a policeman? Why was she murdered? Profit, revenge, jealousy to conceal a crime for plain old homicidal mania. Were you aware of Elizabeth's extracurricular activities? It was kept confidential. <laughs> what, she violated a code? She cheated? She lied what? Worse. Oh, my God. You'll ruin it all. Rape. Worse. What's worse than rape? When you find that out, then you'll know everything, won't you? Ten times. I've seen this a lot. It's like a cable thing, you know? Just like it was on, so I'd watch it. I'll never watch this again. And this movie, I think this movie, like, is... This is like... Again, we're doing a whole thing about Madeline Stowe. She this, sucks. This movie this. is wild. This movie is miscast from She doesn't have a small stars. role, but it, she is super superfluous in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, too, because at one point they like the things not the re- in the movie. No, well, at one point, the reason that she's on the case vanishes from the case. Like, it's no longer a part of the story anymore because right. she's brought on because there was this, allegedly a rape. But it turns out there wasn't one. And so they don't need the rape counselor at all. But then later on, by the way, later on, the movie springs an even worse uh, twist even on you. Worse yes. Before we oh, yeah. go we just, any farther here, let me just put out a sincere trigger warning. Oh, my this God. This is a movie directed by Simon West, yes. the guy who did Con Air, starring fucking John Travolta and James Cromwell and Madeline Stowe. It looks like a Bruckheimer movie. Mm. Yes. This it movie is, is about Tim, rape. Tim it's, a, Bottoms. It's, it's about the like the total psychic annihilation following uh, uh, a rape yes. and, and institutionalized misogyny. There's no way we can talk about this movie without saying the word rape over and over uh, over and over the characters this movie do it. says it over and over and over again and i also want to point out that if i do or any of us do like laugh at any of like the content it's because of the tone yeah we don't not, think like, this I, is I'm funny not trying to diminish the you know like how no, serious the, the topic it, just to me this movie is no, no the filmmakers already did that. no I mean, this like, is what i'm saying yeah, any any glibness you detect comes from the movie not from us yes. the movie I, is just revolting the, the movie it's, <laughs> it's revolt revolting it, oh, it revolting really the first time I saw this movie, which was just last year, because I had this whole idea of what kind of movie it was going to be, because it's directed by Simon West, Simon West, the fucking Con Air guy, yeah. and then it's just like the second half of the movie is just nothing but like rape stuff. It's and it's, it's disgusting. Vile, yeah. It should not be. This is this. This needs to be handled by in, in a sensitive way by people yeah. who are way more talented than Simon <laughs> West. Exactly. But I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's like Simon West's fault. It's just the, the it's partially. The, it's, it's partially. But it's just why is this? Yeah, yeah, this is, movie made? I'm not saying it's only his fault. I'm saying that it's like the the producers. It's oh, like yeah. the kind of. It's the thing that it's the kind of movie it is. It's like one of those ones where you go like. This is definitely a topic that needs to be that should be addressed, and there should be a good move. There should be a movie about oh, yeah. this. You could even make this story into a good movie, but I based but I, on a novel. I, think, yeah. I also think that like the fact that it's like a thriller 
like when they're doing the thriller stuff, it takes it like takes you out of the seriousness of the thing because yeah. you're still kind of going like, oh yeah, but who done it? Right. And then you're kind of at a certain point like, who cares that what this movie is about that anymore? Right. Kind of you're like. Because it's also now it's well, about something entirely I'll, different. And I, I feel think, like, but I also think that like you could make a good thriller that is this thing, but like the way that they handle this is not uh, gr- not, well, not, gr- it, not great. It, one thing <laughs> sure is I think that it's important to point out is that <clears throat> so we all know that this movie is basically about you know like we said institutionalized misogyny and sexual assault and and the trauma that comes with those things. From the but, director of Con Air. From the director of Con Air. But the movie is just about how we shouldn't let this get in the way of women serving in the military. That's how it ends. And it's sort of like, wait, that was your point? Because yes. you really, that's like, okay, yes, I agree, but there's a larger issue in yeah, here. Yeah, it is fucking bizarre. <laughs> it has like one of those things at the end. And this this movie goes to such this, like horrifying dark places. And then again, it looks like a Bruck. It's got that lighting yeah. and the and editing of a Bruckheimer movie. Ends with a person blowing by up by a, getting blown up by a bouncing which Betty. Is, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty, pretty cool, cool, but again... No, I just, I'm, I'm, we're, just look, the, the, we're, gonna, the, we're also going to have to talk about the few things we did enjoy in the movie. Right. Which but, is like but, kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like that or the cat with the blood on its paws. But I, I think, I think this is one of the, we, honestly, one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Well, it's this just is, that combination of also elements. Also one of the most like potent movies we've ever talked about. Oh, sure. We've it's never like, talked about a movie this this fucked up. This fucking as, terrible. And also this is like sort of like full of interesting stuff to talk about. The central incident is a gang rape. Yeah, I know. brutal fucking gang rape that is shown. Yeah. In all in all detail, in plenty of detail, in, in plenty in plenty yeah, of detail. I just like the pro- yeah. And the big problem I had with this movie is that it's like I and I'm not a person who thinks that like everything needs to be handled totally seriously sure. all the time or whatever. But Jesus Christ, guys, like yeah. don't. This is not the. This is this is not. Don't the make movie this into this. a rad It's like a whole thriller. bunch of dumb people sitting in a room going like, "Oh man, we're really like saying stuff here." Uh-huh. Like yes. they, you feel like, and you're like, uh, "You're not." Yeah. You, you don't know how, and you don't, ha- and that's fine. Give it to somebody. There are people who would be able to handle this and yeah. tell. Give it to somebody who didn't direct Jesus Con Christ. <laughs> yeah, a movie that I Give like. Me by the, the guy way. who did yeah. Con Air. I, I adore this is Con his Air. Follow up to I, Con Air. I do like Con Air. Yeah, but I like Con Air, Con Air, it has like a lot of problems. But Con Air is also just like. I mean, I you go yeah. It's Con Air. It's Con, Air fucking... Con Air is insipid and cruel right. and ugly yep. and mean spirited. And, and the character you like most is a child murderer, right? And violent. <laughs> and and so they got that guy to do this, yeah. which you could argue might need some sensitivity, but uh, but instead he made it into an awesome CSI thriller yeah. thing, and it's like this was a bad choice. And also Travolta. <sighs> this was when Travolta couldn't be. Stopped. Travolta's a bad. Travolta's a very bad choice. He's very bad there, in this. The other, the other so thing, the other thing that pissed this. me off besides like the uh, that the movie like sh- is stupidly handling this uh, delicate subject in a in entirely dumb ways uh, is that like Travolta and Stowe are terrible in this and they're both terrible with each other and the movie insists that, that, they have it's, that it's like this fucking his girl friday yeah. hepburn tracy thing and like 40 minutes in there's a line where she, he's like so who's the guy on the side and she's like you were the guy on the side and i was watching with two other people and we all looked at each other and went wait they were together before right. <laughs> they take a way a really long time to like get to that but there were I, yeah and I, I was like was there a piece of dialogue earlier that implied that or something and we were like i she, don't know they only imply it in that he's kind, he's way more of a dick to her when he, she first gets assigned to his case this, and, and you're kind of like that's weird this movie really thinks that their like banter is fucking charming right. and funny and and it's in every single fucking laugh line falls flat both of them deliver uh, their delivery is so poor 
There's even a part where she's walking. Some guy calls her sweetie when he walks into the uh, the locker room, and she like play, plays this whole thing. She plays him. Oh man, that scene's hilarious. She plays him with this like with these panties, and that she yeah, yeah, thinks yeah. were from this. The, plays him with these panties. Yeah, sorry. This is the movie we're but, dealing with here. But then then he like you know break this guy breaks down and is like, okay, here's what happened. Here's all the people who did it. And then she throws away the thing because she was faking was evidence. And she's like, what about that? And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then she's like, see you later sweetie or something like she like repeats it sugar but then like but the way she delivers it is wrong and you're like why didn't they do another take it's one shot and i'm just like just at least fucking nailed that scene's also got the other problem where like i mean there's a lot of problems in that scene but i'm saying that like that shit pissed me off because you're like you can't even fucking get the like you're trying to this comedy right James Woods is like doing a thing. James in this, Woods is actually least. the only performer in this that I think is doing a good job. I don't he, know if he's doing a good job, but he's doing a thing, which, that's I, I, which I found very amusing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's playing him as he's playing this military guy as a kind of like uptight prig type of dude. Yeah. Because well, he, that, he's like that's a brain. A co- that's a he's cover a, for something else. Yeah. And then when you find out what that thing is, there's a couple of scenes where you get to see him sort of be himself. Yeah. And it works pretty good. Now there's a scene with him and Travolta in a jail cell that's really bad. But uh, but before that, like when they're in his house, I have so many quotes, man. Oh, God, because like almost everything that everyone well, just, says in this is just, fucking ridiculous. Let's just start at the top. Let's start at the top because Oof. because it's. I mean, again, this movie ends up being about a horrifying gang rape, but it starts out with like comedy, fun, crazy comedy times with John Travolta being undercover, and he's and he has this terrible accent. He's Southern trying accent. to catch. And some this is like, why it's uh, fun that it's John Travolta. He's got some black market arms dealers. Yeah. This is why it's fun that it's Travolta because he's doing this terrible accent, and you're like, that could very well be the accent that Travolta's <laughs> going with this whole movie. Thank it turns God out to not. be a fake it's one, not. which is kind but of he, fun. But he's like, I believe I will. Thank you kindly. You know, like real. Mm, he's really laying it on. And he's, so he's playing a military policeman who is investigating. At the beginning, he's a undercover investigating this. Uh, this uh, we're dealing with military black law market arms again. dealers. Yeah, so he's on an, he's on an army base, and this is in Florida, just like no, Georgia, just Georgia. like we were with high crimes. It's in Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Um, they say they say it's Georgia a lot. Yeah, and then. Uh, well, and then what happens? <laughs> a bunch of stuff. It's all very. Uh, he's, he's well. There's like a like well, there's like twenty minutes before the plot kicks in. There's a whole well, there's he, a whole action scene where one of the guys that he's trying to bust like, like, tries to kill him. Well, that's, and, and John John Travolta lives both, on a houseboat, also similar yeah. to Striking Which, Distance. And at first, I was like, I made a joke that was because uh, I was like, I was like, uh, it's always down and out, you know, guy, and he seems like that. And then it turns out that it's all like it's all an a front because he's an undercover guy. And I was like, okay, that's kind of this is the beginning of the movie, by the way, where I you know was giving it my. I was kind of going, okay, that's okay, that's kind of a clever twist. That's yeah. fun. Okay, he's not like the down because it's always a down and out person that lives on a houseboat. By the way, if you live on a houseboat, you're doing pretty good because you great. you fucking live on a fucking boat. <laughs> so wait, you again, would never be you, like you a, hadn't seen this before, right? I'd never seen. Okay, it. no, uh, I did hate it. Sure, sure. No, I just, I just like <laughs> in my defense, I just, I'm just uh, the only reason I asked is because like I'd seen this a bunch, so I was prepared for what it was going to be. Well, yeah, <sighs> yeah. But, so well, there's so an well, action no, scene where this where this yeah, this yeah. villain like stalks him onto the if totally superfluous action scene, but like just because we needed some action. Well, yeah. also it's it's and John also Travolta it, like blows this guy away. Oh no, no he, he chops he, him up with a boat propeller. Boat well, it's not only it's it's superfluous <laughs> except that it like clears up the it clears it up the case that he was solving at the beginning, so he can move he on. He can to move the, on to the next case. To the next That's case, right. but because but also there's a bunch of stuff before that even. Yeah, also, before, well, yes. before that, the important part is that he he's one night he's driving home back to his fake houseboat. Has a blowout. Has a blowout on his tire. Has a blowout. Uh, and as he's as he's trying to fix the tire, he's trying to get the lug nuts off his tire with a pair of pliers, which is a terrible idea. This uh, <laughs> yeah, don't try that. At this home. other Humvee pulls up, and uh, and you hear a woman say like, "Hey, do you need some help with that? You know, did you blow did you blow out a tire or something like that?" 
And he turns around, and it's this very beautiful woman, and she's in, like, full-dress uniform. Mm -hmm. And she goes, "Uh uh-oh, she's a captain, and he realizes that this woman outranks him. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I mean, he's a chief warrant officer, so she still outranks him, but at the time, he's playing first sergeant. He sure is. So, uh... Any case, he doesn't like salute her or anything, even though they're like <laughs> on a military base and she outranks yeah, he him. He should. There's no protocol involved in this at all. So she helps him fix the tire. They're they're a little bit flirty they're, with well, each other. No, he's flirty he's with flirty her. He's flirty with her. She's very she's cold. She's, this I guess. Is, this is she's what he very says good at deflecting yeah, his yeah. flirtation. Yeah, this is what he says, and this is a real line of dialogue in this movie because he's still doing the accent. <laughs> well, golly day, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, I'm just gonna have to marry you, Captain. Yeah. So okay. He says a bunch of shit like that to her. Um, then she, she changes his tire. She for changes him, his tire. Helps him change his tire. And anyway. like he kind of like flirts with her some more. He he figures out where she is. He figures out that she works in psyops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and she he's like, well, what are y'all doing over in psyops? And she says, well, basically we fuck with people's mostly heads. fucking with people. Mm-hmm. This is gonna turn out to be important later. Sure is. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, then he goes back home and goes to sleep that night, and that's when the bad guy comes to his houseboat and tries to kill him. And, and it's mm-hmm. a whole, this. It's a whole thing. He very Bruckheimer action scene. He chops the guy up with a boat propeller, and then the next day, the that case is over. But he's still in character. No, yeah. it's it's not even the next day. It's that night. He gets a call from from his buddy. Before that, though, he does take a a, a basket to her office. Yeah. See, I thought that that happened the next day. No, we no, can't be getting, no, no. We can't no, be. It doesn't matter. Anyway, no, 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 no I do think it's important because what happens is that he mur- he he kills that guy who's after him. Yeah, and then he's like talking to the chief of police, uh, uh, George Costanza's boss from Daniel uh, Van Bargen, and he's talking to him, and he gets a call from Timothy Bottoms. Is that uh, Timothy Hutton? Timothy Hutton, sorry, himself recently accused of sexual assault. Oh, good. Yeah, the actor. Well, then this is yeah. gonna. Then this is Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, but he gets a call from him, and he's like his buddy on the base, and he's like tells him like. We got, got another case for you. I got this him. other thing. It's like it's like so, so immediately following him killing the other guy because so he's, he's like, I killed that guy, so that case is done. <laughs> okay, so I thought I thought that he killed the guy after he met the woman, but before he saw her again. No, no, he sees her twice and then right. kills the guy. Because the second time he goes to her <laughs> office and he brings her a basket of like bath stuff. First yeah. of all, okay, he just walks into her office, and this That's is a right. captain. Sure. <laughs> so you can, and he does again, and then he just like plops himself down. He's like, "I brought you this basket," and then they have a fun discussion about like bath salts and stuff like that. Yeah, and she's kind of going like, like she's just kind of like going, "Did you bring me these bath things because you're you think I'm a lady and I like bath stuff?" And he's like, "Actually, I really like baths." And he actually goes on about it, and you're, and she's like, "Oh, I guess this guy does like baths." Right. It's <laughs> this story checks out. It's it's totally <laughs> he can go on and on about it. It's totally weird, and the, the the filmmakers, given the movie that they think they're making, don't seem to realize that this is not like cute or endearing to John Travolta's character at no. all. It's just another symptom of the way the way shitty men treat women in the military. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that they can bring gifts and hit on them and, and hit on them and not have to observe like basic protocol. Like yeah. when you she's be a, a superior captain. officer, she's a fucking captain. She's the general's daughter, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and <laughs> it then, turns out she is the general. And daughter. also the general's in the daughter. in this scene, you get kind of get the feeling that John Travolta's like, "Hey, maybe we got along pretty good." Well, he doesn't actually have an accent, but he's like, "Oh, geez, maybe we got along pretty good." I'll go see her and maybe it'll be a thing and she's being very just polite and curt but yes. also kind of like get out of here and that's because she is hatching one of the strangest plans yeah. in the history of the world that she I believe she does what that night it must be that evening or the next night truly anyway. truly it's the, next, it's the next night right unspeakably <laughs> strange it's it's her she's hatching this crazy plan while John Travolta is having a shootout with some guy in his it's house bus. busy night on the base <laughs> And at one point in this movie, someone goes, I tell you what, this is one of the most fucked up, bizarre bases. And, all the, and you're like, yeah. 
Yeah, so this place needs to be nuked from orbit or something. This is insane. So, okay, so then the case is he gets called out to this training ground. God, and where the general's daughter, the aforementioned general's daughter, uh, has (laughs) has been murdered, strangled. Here we go. Uh, it seems that she has. Out. Been, it seems that she has been sexually assaulted. She's been splayed out. Her her arms and legs have been spread eagled out, and she's been like tied down to the ground with these pinions, tents, yeah. tent stakes, tent stakes. Yes, and and uh, the one of the, and then the angle that the camera takes too is just like right down, explosive. right down the barrel. It's yeah. like, and you're kind of like, gee. And this is the first time watching this. I was just kind of like, Jesus, yeah. what the fuck I mean, movie there, am I watching? There are a lot and of. It thinks it's there are being a lot like of wide intense shots. and gritty. I guess so. And there are a lot. It's, it's, it's like fucking gross. It's very much that like. Uh, that like Bruckheimery sort of coverage, yeah. coverage shooting too, because there's tons of like wide shots of the camera, fly- and, and it's just always a wide shot of this lady like. Yeah, naked and there's lady, like, like all spreading. kinds of helicopters flying around, and, yeah. and shots of the helicopters, not just like in the background, but like following them yeah, through yeah. the sky and stuff. It's yeah. It's, cla- uh, it's it's like bad. classlessly done. Like I mean, it yeah, shouldn't sure surprise is. you. Absolutely tasteless. But it's but it's the kind of thing where you go like, yeah. so anybody with any sensitivity could have made this a movie, and it would maybe work better. Yeah. <laughs> or no, it definitely worked better. But I mean I don't I still don't think I still don't think that even the two colliding, the thriller and the the necessarily thing the a great trying idea. to say I don't think that they it, that it it works yeah. entirely. Because, like, no. ultimately you're still watching, like, a fucking thriller after you're this horrifying... You're still watching, like, a fucking Criminal Minds episode, I mean, which is, like, like every third episode is some woman getting tied up and, and sliced up by and some psycho. And, yeah. and I don't think that this scene necessarily isn't, isn't part of the genre. I just think, wh- given what happens, what you find out later and what happens later, and then her whole... When you find out her whole plan... Yeah. You're like this is a different movie now. Like I don't, it's quite. You have to quit making the thriller at some point right. because they kind of like, do. They kind of do, but like eh. they never stop. Truly stop. The thing that this movie ends up settling on is, is a movie that literally nobody would ever watch. I have to. I would love to read like cinema score reviews of people that <laughs> went and saw this because it's presented as just like a Bruckheimer action movie with John Travolta. Maybe I'm getting another. Maybe I'm getting another. Well, I mean, as a franchise starter, Nelson DeMille wrote the book that it's based on. He wrote a ton of books about that character. So like, there's supposed to be more of these. Yeah. This Produced by the the Red October guys, you know. So they were it was like Mace Newfeld, and they they decided, you know, we'll make a bunch of Tom Clancy novels that work. And they start, let's try to make a bunch of Nelson starting with this same people that produced the like Kiss the Girls and Along Came a Spider. It's like that's what they it was like the machine. Like we'll buy this franchise of books and we'll make a bunch of movies out wow. of it. Wow. But it's like, what must, what must have audience members have thought when they go, think they're going to go in for like, movie, fun action? This movie, this movie came out the week after Phantom Menace. I don't know if anybody oh thought about it at God. all. That got to be on purpose. <laughs> Let's send that fucked up rape movie that we made for some reason. Put that out there. After Put the that after that right Let's after the Star that Wars movie. Yeah. This movie, made, according to Wikipedia, made like $150 million. It, it did all right. It turned was, a profit. Know. Yeah. But I mean, Travolta was big at the time still. And it was, true. You know, he was you can imagine a, a that. Draw. I don't know. It was like I remember going to the press screening. Of this, this would have been yeah. the. This would have been probably the tail end, towards the tail end of Travolta being able to just sort well, of draw Well, Battlefield Earth came out the next year. That's right. Oh my god, that killed it. Uh, John Travolta makes anyway. There's this. There's yeah. this. There's this, crime, this, this crime scene. She way. looks like she's been strangled. Yeah, but there's like. Well, she's uh, definitely been strangled. But, but there's. Like, but she's, she's been, been strangled. But like she has. It looks like she's. Oh, been it looks like she's assaulted. been raped. And then they they do the test, and they're like, there wasn't any rape actually. Yeah. That's weird. Rape. And the strangulation. There's like she has like underwear ar- underneath the. Uh huh. Uh, the thing underneath anyway, the wire of its pinder throat to the ground. Do we need? Well, let's let's go a little further because there's more there's more to talk about before we get to the reveal. Uh, 
So one of the first things they realize is that yes, this is the general's daughter, and uh, general the general is James Cromwell. This general's name is Joseph Campbell. General Joseph Campbell. And Her name's Elizabeth Campbell. Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell. And really? and also his adjutant. Subtle. His adjutant is Clarence Williams the third, the psycho from uh, Fifty Two Pickup. I always like Clarence yeah. Williams the third. Yeah, and he's doing his like his amped up weird acting that is he's got always a great welcome. speech at the end. Yes, he and doesn't Im- get to do enough, but he does at least get a little speech. At yeah, the end. He gets, he, and immediately he, you're like that guy's a red herring. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's like a human red hair. Yeah, like, is. Why is that guy acting like that? And then there's also uh, <laughs> there's also her like I don't remember her relationship to James Woods. Right, so character. He's her mentor. He's her mentor. Okay. He, he's even said he's like, I was her mentor. But they obviously have some cre- relationship. In a very creepy way. I and you also immediately know it wasn't him. Right, but because, the, the movie because wants he's, you to think it is. No, no, but I mean, you immediately know because he's being so James Woodsy. Yeah, he's being so much. He's, of got a, a, he's doing a lot. He's of doing so much of a thing that you're like, well, it's not that guy. Yeah, it's not. It can't be him because uh, he's the first guy you would think it was. Yeah, well, he's also he's also the the, the narrative's first suspect. Like immediately, yeah. Travolta and and now Madeline Stowe, who's come onto the investigation with him, yeah. who is uh, who is a sexual assault investigator. Yeah. They both work for for CID for the military. She refers to herself as a rape investigator. As a rape investigator. That is the term yes. that is used. And uh, and and apparently she and Travolta have some kind of romantic history. They they immediately start having irritating banter back and forth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's but and it, it just it just fucking sucks. The first the first real piece <laughs> of investigating they do is they go to they go to uh, the victims uh, they go to Elizabeth Campbell's uh, house, house yeah. and immediately discover her sex dungeon. But before that happens, there's a really funny scene where they go into the base. Oh, but they go into this basement. And I don't know if it's like a bad cut or something like that, but I swear to God, they're there for like five seconds in in metal. So there's nothing here. (laughs) And you're like, hey, come on. Let's do our jobs here. Let's at least also, like look around. Turn the lights a, on first. There was a funny part where they, that like uh, somebody, Sophie pointed out when we were watching it, it was like, when John Travolta goes into the basement, he like pulls his gun out, and she's like, "Why did he pull his gun out?" Because and it's like, well, I guess because they're going to the basement, but they didn't have he didn't pull his gun out when they broke into her house. <laughs> like you know, did you? So you'd think like, so wait, does he? Now he thinks, oh, there was nobody in there when we broke into the house. Did you? But know- now there might be someone in the basement. I better pull my gun out. And did then you he gives the Madeline part- Stowe the gun at somebody goes here, take this. No, 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 no. That's no. What he does is. They go into the basement, and he's behind Madeline Stowe, and he goes, step aside, man with a gun, and makes her get out of the way. And then when they get down into the basement, he's like, all right, hold this. Well, he get, he gives it to her. Yeah, well, so they find they find the, uh, then they find the sex, the sex dungeon. They find the sex dungeon, and she's been, like, having, <sighs> okay, so it turns this is out incredible. the general's daughter is a slut. Yeah, a and that's like heavy that's slut shaming. Whole, it's heavy, heavy victim blaming and slut shaming going on in this. But that's but that's part of her that's, plan. That's part of her plan. <laughs> it's part of her plan. But still, okay. So, but any but movie, the movie any, any still... movie that has a fucking sex dungeon, we got to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Because and and the, and the way that it's handled too. This is always funny to watch, uh, especially a movie that's like twenty five. What is this movie? Twenty five years, years, years old. Twenty years old. Where they go? In, where they, the sort yeah. of thing where they go into a, then there's like t- a table with like dildos and uh-huh. condoms, and they're like, oh. Oh my God! Yes. This is so sad. And then they pull out this video of her doing like S and M sex with a guy, and they're just so sad watching. They're so freaked and out. She seems to be enjoying herself. There's, it's just yeah, so the, weird. The movie, movies. But wait, all this comes after the first. They like go into her bedroom, and her like wardrobe is very, very like straight. And, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, and, like, yeah. She has all these exact same pairs of jeans and pants and stuff looks all in, lined up. And John Travolta says something like, "Well, this lady was totally squared away. Like she didn't do well, anything no, weird." And Andy yeah. McDowell. Or Andy McDowell. He said Madeline a couple Stone. of things about. How I much keep he admires it should, her. Be, it should just be Annie McDowell in this movie. But uh, but Madeline still like points out like 
She's like, she must have her birth control somewhere else because I don't see any here. Which, of course, then you get into the sex dungeon and there's like condoms and dildos. But and that, shit that's everywhere. where you get the, that's you where you get this oh, line from, uh, Travolta. from Travolta. He's like, you gotta uh, boil someone before you sleep goes, with them nowadays. Maybe he requires her men to wear condoms. <laughs> he goes, sure. This is also a part of their terrible banter. Surely you've heard that condoms are in fashion these days because they help prevent disease. Nowadays you have to boil people before you can sleep with them. Want to take a bath? Ah, Jesus. What? Uh, but yeah, and I think she might even go like, "Oh, that was pretty good." The, <laughs> sinister, the, the sinister, I love this banter the that we're having. The sex dungeon thing is always is never not. It's like, so funny, funny because any it's kind like, of any, it's so stupid. Any zoom in shot of yeah. a if a table full of dildos and condoms, yeah. I can't and then stand a, it. And then a reaction shot of someone going, "My God!" Yeah, it's I just always, can't stand it when mainstream movies try to do try to depict what they consider to be outre sex. <laughs> yeah, it's it never works. I love it. No. It's so funny. No, I mean, I think it's funny, but it's so stupid. And there's and so she's doing S and M sex with this guy who has a mask on yeah, uh, and and this is some of the stuff that she says that also made me laugh <laughs> this is her being a dominatrix what do you think you're doing stop it <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get what joy you can out of this I movie because it's like about to get real fucked up if you're gonna go this up. far you need to like make it more fucked up like have her stepping on his balls and stiletto heels and shit that's like an, that I mean, that's what another problem with this movie yeah. stop it is that it is it is willing to I mean the movie is about what it's about but it's also like kind of not willing to like gross you out too much I, in some regards and, and also the no, I, I just mean like I mean, I'm saying no. that like if this if this S&M stuff like should be oh, okay. this should be this should this discovery if they're handling it the way that they think they are this should be like when we saw we, this, we should watch this and go like holy shit that is fucked up not like haha this is dumb and this is I, how they handle it I you think know, but what it's trying if to they're do, trying to go that way I think what they're trying to do is make it seem like she might have had this coming because well, yeah, she was obvious. into fucked up stuff they're at least trying to present that uh, other people would have thought that. Yeah, yeah, that's, sure. That's because that's what happened essentially. And, and that's one reason that that when they when these depictions of this sort of sexual activity are in are in movies, they don't show you the guy like getting his balls stepped on in stiletto heels yeah. because that's too much. That's what I'm that's saying. That's too far, yeah. and not because it grosses people out. It, it's because it's like, well, you were into some dangerous stuff. It's really not that crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah. Uh, it's because it's not victim blamey enough as mu- or as enough. much yeah as yeah. much if and, there, and, and there's a part of and there's a part of all this where John Travolta because he says when when he finds the corpse he goes like that's a shame she was a real lovely lovely lady and he talked and he's talked about he met her the one one or two times and he's just like I really liked her and then there's stuff where he's seeing this S and M and he's like disappointed in her yeah. Fucking dumb. And also, it's like <laughs> there, we all uh, we forgot to mention when when he meets the general and uh, Clarence Williams the third. The general is like, "Are you a soldier or a cop?" Or a cop. Yeah. And he's like very revering of of the general because like they had an encounter when Travolta's character was in Vietnam. Yep. And and he like he said, is, you told me that the the, the, the you told me the, the Red, Boston Red, the Red Sox. Sox won and and he said the Red Sox lost it. So he's just like, I know, but I, I knew I was but, going home, but I but I came home. Yeah, because Cromwell's playing another one of his like kind of his stock in in trade, like very respected uh, yeah. uh, authority figures who are corrupt underneath, right. yeah. who are secretly corrupt. He he plays the greatest one in probably the history of film, or maybe I could be exaggerating, but an eraser, Ellie, Ellie Com- oh. and, and, and <laughs> eraser of course. <laughs> is he is he the one he blows his brains out yeah. and then the, and the, yeah, that's pretty great. But in Ellie Confidential is. Uh, yeah, he's doing Captain his Dudley, Dudley Smith thing in this. Dudley Smith, yeah, yeah. he's awesome. Uh, but he's you know, you know he's doing whatever he does in this movie. Yeah. It's, it's not awesome. But, but uh, they, then they then they basically they like at this point Travolta has become pretty convinced that it's James Woods. We can gather up all the tapes. They gather and up they're all like, the tapes. They're gonna they're gonna be like we're not gonna use these for evidence because they don't want to upset 
everybody, but they want to have them in case they need Yeah, them. they're they're trying to conduct this off like sort of under the radar so that like nobody finds out about and the general's then, daughter's weird sex stuff. And then they leave the sex dungeon room and then and Somebody then, knocks John Travolta. No, hold out. on, hold on. First John Travolta, who pulled out his gun for no reason when he went into the basement, <laughs> goes, Here, hold this and leave, and then he gives it to Madeline hold Stone my and she leaves, and he's still down there with a bag of tapes, and she leaves with his gun that he had out when he came downstairs and then gave to someone else and told her to leave, and then he's gonna go and then he gets attacked by a guy. You're like, a Why masked you? man. So he, he gets pulled, so he, he gets attacked by a masked man, and the masked man like tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking What's the plan here? Because if you kill the investigator at the crime scene yeah. or at a crime scene, seems going to draw more it attention seems like to it's it. Seems going to draw a little more attention. Also, to now it. this is now if, he, if I if kill he the investigator, here, that'll shut him up. But now also, if he kills him here, then it's like because they're they're off the military base now. So then that becomes a whole crime that the FBI is definitely going to want to exactly. come look at. And then at that point, then like whatever plan you had, this is, is a terrible. I mean, it seems like the plan was just maybe he's going to go down there and steal. I mean, the also tapes. the murderer when it turns out the killer, it's like his. He's not really in his right mind. I mean, right. he's not killing. He's he doesn't have a ma- he doesn't have a master. Right. Plan. It's, a, it's not like in high crimes where they're like, you shouldn't have prosecuted this at all. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's just kind of going like, shit. I got to get those tapes. Yeah, because I'm on the tapes. So he's he, just trying to steal the. So tapes. he does get the tapes. I just think it's hilarious the way that it plays Who out. Who was that the John person Travolta, that was actually? It must steal- be Timothy Hutton. Well, it's Timothy oh, Hutton. Hutt. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I kind of actually even forgot. <laughs> Anyway, the, nah, we do we do we do get a classic scene just uh, after our Don Johnson episode. In that classic scene, we get a scene where James Woods is cooking and acting at the same time. He's That's slicing up an onion. He's preparing a he, brisket he, or something. He puts like a that. giant no. It's a giant thing of uh, garlic bread. And then like later on, Sophie was like when they're arresting him. Sophie's like, but he just put that garlic bread in the oven. <laughs> what were the onions all about? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, uh, some other make, part. He was the making thing. a sauce or something. Probably. I thought that it seemed scene... like he seemed like he was making dinner. He was making a nice, nice spaghetti sauce or something. Yeah, I, mean, I nice thought that scene spaghetti. was pretty good when Travolta goes to his house to James that Woods. That garlic bread looks fucking good because, like, he he's like starts to tell James Woods like I've got you on those tapes. I can know, I know what she was into, and James Woods is like, No, you don't. I call you a bluff. And and it's clear. It was clear to me anyway. Even before the other guy, the lawyer, shows up, I guess the boyfriend shows up. Yeah. That James Woods's character is is gay. Right. Oh, um, okay. And then, oh, right, 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 right. But right. John Travolta's character totally doesn't see this. He's yeah, totally no. oblivious. The even detective once, in the movie. Even once James Woods' boyfriend, who he also says is his attorney, shows up, Travolta just isn't getting He's like, I'm hauling you in on obstruction of justice and like conduct unbecoming. Yeah. And he hauls him off to jail. Because of your love for the ladies, sir. Because he, con- he is convinced that James Woods is the killer. And James Woods is one of those classic like cagey characters who's like, I'm not saying I'm innocent of anything, but I know so much. And this is one where he says, like, I can't not tell a lie and say that I know nothing about all of this, but I also sadly cannot tell the truth. <laughs> and then he also has another thing okay. that sort of hints at like the depravity of what we're going to find out. There's a lot of this sort of like, uh-huh. you're going to find out something fucking depraved, and you do, and it's like you shouldn't have made this movie. Uh, but where he goes, I will not help you destroy that girl. She's suffered enough. Yeah. And God, boy, oh boy, has she. That's and true. also, Holy though, he also shit. has the, the like the, the line where he goes like, what, what's worse than, what's the, do you have that written down? Yeah, he's, he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, oh, I do have. <laughs> no, you have to have this that because is, that's this important. This is like the signature back, scene of the fucking because movie. Because it comes is this back. when he's in the jail cell? He's in the jail cell. Because it comes back at the end and it's like, that's not worse. <laughs> like, says, like when, uh, when you find out what's worse, you know, that's, I don't think it is. He's asking give me the nature of the secret. And he, and he goes, murder. she violated a code? Worse. Drugs? Worse. 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 Rape? Worse Long pause. 
worse. And then he goes, what's worse than rape? He goes, when you find out that, when you find that out, then you'll know everything, won't you? And you're all right. You're and then he does this thing where he brushes his hands <laughs> yeah. along the bars of the jail cell. <laughs> so, like, like again, James Woods is doing a thing in this, yeah. and so I have to give him a little credit for that because a lot of the movie, a lot of the char- people in this movie are kind of not, like, the main characters are kind of not even trying. <laughs> yeah. I also, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I love it in whenever there's military stuff in thrillers, there's always the scene where, uh, like, it's in rules of engagement, it's in high crimes. There's always the scene where somebody tells the main person, "Look, there's one, there's three ways to do this. <laughs> there's the right way, the wrong way, and then there's the army way, uh-huh. which is always code for you're gonna find up some fucked up shit, and you're not supposed to do anything about it. Okay? At, yeah. yeah. Even very- though, even though everybody is like, meticulously involved with like maintaining the honor of the institution of the military, it's yeah. like we do bad stuff. And don't tell anyone, please. Yeah, yeah. and it's going to be super dark when, super you, dark. when you end up having to like not be able to tell anybody about this. At least in in uh, high crimes or whatever else, like the character they're telling isn't already a military investigator, right? Right. Like exactly. What, like John Travolta should just go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why are you telling me this? This is my fucking job. Yeah, I know. That's my job. Oh. I know. Oh, baby. Yeah, I love. Well, because I'm going to spoil it for everybody. When you do find out what's worse than rape, it's betrayal. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was uh, and I was kind of like it's debatable. And this is first of all, this is after. So then you find that you I you find out that, but that's after you find out about the, what the horrifying all this horrifying stuff is in the movie. And then when it's like I found out what's worse than rape, and you're like it's not it what, but that it's not worse. doesn't seem like it's I worse. Mean, we had to see a bunch of this. I know stuff. Yeah. I know that the, I know what up. the movie's doing, and it is the betrayal. It's in the worse movie on is top of it, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, exactly. I'm not saying that it's not that the betrayal in this movie of a father to a daughter is not bad or the worst but i'm also like that's not that's not the, no. the that's not the correct it was just one of those dumb things where it's like it's the answer to your thing it's been, you know, well it's oh. because the movie's not concerned with with sexual assault it's concerned with women in the military it's a totally apparently stupid thing anyway so, so moving on they find they find another uh the, the person a guy assaults madeline stowe yeah somebody beats she's up madeline too stowe. close to the troth and this is this and is threatens what, to assault her too like Say some really nasty got shit like to a her. Butterfly ring or some kind of a ring. Yeah, this, yeah, this is what he says. He's, he's got her knocked on the ground and he says, "Rape investigator, huh? Do you want to know what it feels like? Maybe it'll make you better at your job." Ugh. And you're like, "God damn!" And this is this is before you know the full extent. And, and I'm, uh, when I was watching this movie the first time, just kind of going like, ah, "This is fucking nasty. What is this movie?" Yeah. And boy, does it get worse. Here's the thing: I don't think that that isn't something that could. Or should be in a movie, right? Just I just think that this th- movie. I just think this movie doesn't know it's what it's doing so with this material. So, like, I but think that's that, all this movie that could is be, too. That's what, yeah. And that 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 scene also, it's like kind of that when you say that line, it's like you're like, I don't know that that shouldn't that that like wouldn't be like effective in a in a thing. I just think it's 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 in the wrong. All that shit's in the wrong movie mm-hmm. in the wrong hands. The wrong people are making. Simon West, director of Connor. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't only blame him because someone wrote the script and some producer was like, "Yep, this is the kind of movie we're going to make." And Travolta signed on. They're, gonna, they're it's making a big. Like, it's not like they're it's making Simon a West. big movie. This is his second movie. I'm, it's not his I'm just fault. saying. I do want to throw Simon West under the bus though because he's entirely the one who, he's making a stylish Tony Scott esque thing that shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're also. It's just like wrong headed anyway. It's like yeah. it's like a bunch of people getting together and going like we're going to make an important yeah. thing about this important issue and totally not getting the point. Yeah. And totally uh, not absolutely. knowing. And also, not, and also not ha- 
being like not self aware enough to know that they're not the right people to be. Yeah, a lot of a lot of not self aware enough. That yeah. might be even the, the biggest problem. Like, because like every, Tr- everybody here needed to stay in their lane. And yeah, he like chose John, not John Travolta to. read this script and was like, "Yeah, that is a movie for John Travolta to be in." Apparently, they offered it to Douglas. Th- that, that is more. Uh, you know, that would be maybe a little bit more appropriate. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Maybe, I don't know. but just as a star. Vehicle, I mean, maybe just seems, don't make this. Don't make this movie. I mean, also, just the maybe operative don't make this lesson movie. is don't make this movie. Yeah, it also just seems like a, a as a star vehicle. It's weird because yeah. you see the title, <laughs> the general's daughter, and then the cover is just a big fucking fat Travolta head in an saluting. army uniform. He's saluting. And you're kind of like, Very oh, this seriously. is like him as an army. And you're like, that's not what the movie is not about that at all. <laughs> it is It is a little bit, that is one of the storylines. His, his arc Travolta. is like whether he's a soldier or a cop and blah, blah, blah. Turns out it's betrayal. Yeah. Whether Turns or not he likes betrayal. Madeline Stowe. And he d- he kind of does. It is betrayal at the end. He does betray. Betrayal. So the guy that attacks Madeline Stowe, Madeline Stowe notices a ring that he has and yep. this leads him to a guy and so they're grilling this dude uh, who's just like uh, tertiarily involved with the whole weird plot. Who's uh, al- who also like can't resist saying a bunch of gross shit about women. This is what he says uh, and this is this is when he's under, he's like there's two, one of them is the rape investigator yeah. and, he, and the other one is the, the he is. This is serious shit. He's a military guy, and these are the investigators. And he goes, "Do you know what a rape usually is? It's a woman who changes her mind afterwards." And then John Travolta Halfway punches through, him in right? the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then he goes into more. De- he goes into more detail about what the general's daughter was up to. And this is before <laughs> we find out the whole truth. But partial part of the truth is this slut shaming stuff that we were talking about. Yeah. And she was having sex with everybody. And he goes, "Imagine what it would look like. The general's daughter banging his whole staff. She was pulling the longest military train imaginable." Cute. And then, uh, and then this is another line. Uh, I don't remember if this is the same guy. I think it's the same guy. And he says, and this is this is the, the central line to the whole plot, which is weird. Uh, Elizabeth once told me, and this is having to do with the, the having sex with everybody thing, which is part of her plan. Elizabeth once told me that she was conducting a field experiment in psychological warfare, and the enemy was daddy. <laughs> yep. Because all of this weird has stuff that she this, does yeah. has to do with like exposing something that her that her dad did the general well that he covered James up James Cromwell and that he covered up so how did they get where do they get a hold of the doctor uh oh wait first of all uh James wait James Woods James Woods <laughs> this is gets how I feel bailed, about this movie James Woods gets bailed out he, they release him from jail Timothy Hutton releases Timothy him Hutton. from Oh, from right, jail. right, right. And John Travolta gets really mad at him. He's like, what are you doing? You, he's my suspect. And Timothy Hutton, rightly, even though yeah. he's the villain, <laughs> is like, well, I had to release him because you didn't tell me he was a murder suspect. He rightly, you had him here under conduct. I'm a coming. He rightly released yeah. him because of that. That's also, your fault, he, also, he literally only released him because it, he's, a, he's, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. And he intended to go by his house later and suicide him, yeah. which, and, he did. which he did. Yeah. And that's then that leads to the best, probably the that best, leads to the best the shot in the movie. Where they're looking in the window and you see something moving and you're like, oh, oh. And then like the music is turned up. It's a uh, it's a uh, Wagner. It's Carmina Burana. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's no. Carmina Burana. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, by the way, which I pointed out while we were watching it is that like they fucked up because that was the music that was in the uh, Marines commercials when we were kids, <laughs> not oh the Army God. commercials. Oh, you remember wow. with the fucking chess pieces and shit. Uh, but uh, but yeah, then they they look in the window and you're like, oh, there's some movement, there's some movement. What's going on? And then this cat comes around. And they're like, oh, it's a kitty. And then it starts pawing the window. It's blood all over it. And you're like, this is great. It's so funny. Yeah, it's and, the then, and then there's the shot. Like the cat's going, oh hi. But then there's the, blood the shot inside the apartment. It's from the shot from the ceiling, like the Palma style of James Woods's body splayed on on the couch with a big fat fucking bullet yeah. hole. Yeah. And you can see the, all these bloody cat yeah. footprints well, all over yeah, the yeah. floor. Yeah. Shot, bloody Just cat. like in striking distance. Just like in striking distance. I love the bloody bloody cat paw prints. This should be in every. And then it cuts to where you know all the investigators are there and stuff, and they're actually show them putting the cat into a cage and I'm like oh they're gonna take that cat somewhere yeah and euthanize him <laughs> no 
<laughs> he knows too much. Yeah, he knows too much. <laughs> he knows James, the James, secret. James Cromwell is going to personally kill that cat. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, can't trust anyone. So that, then, when do they? How, how do they run across the uh, the medical the, the army shrink? Oh, I don't know. Uh, some, oh, somebody drops a secret something. file uh, in the car, oh, that's and right. I think that leads him to right. the to the army. Shrink. Who drops the secret file? Do we ever find out? I w- uh, Clarence Williams. I, think? I would imagine it's. I thought it was James Woods. Or, no, it was James Woods. <laughs> But he's dead. It was James Woods. Well, I but think before that I he think died. before he died, he did that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh no, he, he had his assistant do it. Yeah. Oh, his God, it's not important. But Might have like, been his, no, no, his no, boyfriend. It, his it boyfriend. Just, it just suddenly popped yes. into my head that it's like his, his like, boyfriend slash assistant. It just popped into my head like, wait, who did that? Because it's it is it is like a key piece of evidence that like leads them onto the rest of the movie. Where if they didn't have that, it wouldn't. So I'm like, wait, who did that? They go. They, they go no, to the see, movie. Doesn't seem to care. They go to see Elizabeth General's daughter's shrink. Yes, from and from West Point. From West Point. And this is where when we get when she was at West Point, and, and he where, basically yeah. tells them the whole story. Well, no, he tells them that there's a story they need to get told. Uh, but he because he's afraid of a fucking doctor client privilege, he's very cryptic about it, and they make up some bullshit reason why she's he like, can, well, if you can just you can you could just, just tell us, we'll we're, pretend we're standing next. You could to just you. rant about stuff while we're we here. We just happen to be here. Yeah, it's nonsense. There's but the, when when they first like are talking to this this psychiatrist guy who knew her, he doesn't know the whole deal, and uh, he doesn't know she's dead. And he yet. and he goes, ah, ha, ha, I know why you guys are here. I take it she's in some sort of trouble again. And John Travolta goes, not now. Uh-huh. And he goes, well. She's too young to be dead, and John Travolta like raises an eyebrow, and he goes, "God damn it!" Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the line "She's too young to be dead" was like, I don't. I mean, like, what? I, I want to disagree with you, Doc. Nobody is too young to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can be born dead. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're you can be born dead. Kevin too Clark. old to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You can be born dead as the next James Bond movie. <laughs> you could get killed walking your doggy. You could get killed. I mean, walking it's your true. Doggy. Uh, so this is so this is where we find out uh, an extra layer of the the horrifying truth, and uh, and the doctor is telling about this rape that happened on the, when she was in West when she was at West she was Point, at West Point. Yeah. yeah, and they were doing God. they were doing some exercises at night, doing like some night maneuvers, yeah. and and basically. <laughs> she was like the best one in her in her class. Mm-hmm. She was tougher than all the other guys, and uh, they all resented her for it. And uh, one night there was a massive training exercise, which he says involved hundreds and hundreds of people. And it's shot, and you get to see it's, shots of it. Looks like a Bruckheimer. It totally movie. shot like fucking Black oh, yeah. Hawk Down. Uh huh. And uh, and sh- and then okay, so here's uh, here's where I got a little bit uh, sort of a raised eyebrow. Is like they talked about how she was like tougher and stronger than all the other men, and they resented her for it. And she was like top of her class. And he goes. She got she got separated from the rest <laughs> of the guys. I mean, well, I don't know how that happened if she was so good, but anyway, she does. And yeah. then a bunch of the other guys come up and and tie her down and assault her. They tie her down in the exact, in the, same, the exact same way that same she's, way, the been, tent she's been found out yes. with the tent stakes. With the yeah. tent Specifically stakes. tent stakes with the... And they tied her the, underwear uh, around her throat. So that They've they, all got masks on. And they all take turns all boy, night. Oh boy, do you get to see it. Yeah, you even get to see like guys in ghillie suits like thrusting on this poor woman tied to the ground. It's really fucking disgusting. And the scene is like four and a half it minutes, five minutes on long. And on it goes and on. on and on. And there's like there's like explosions in the background and yeah, helicopters yeah, yeah, flying yeah. around. And it's like, and what? I, again, I want to point out. It's supposed to seem hellish, but that, it just seems like yeah, yeah. It just, it, silly. Well, but yeah. also it's, well, I want to point out one, two things. I want to, because first of all, I want to point out again that like this is definitely, it's not that this shouldn't be. Right. A subject matter for a movie. This should be just right. not, real stuff that happens. Just in the not movie. here. Like this should be. This it, absolutely that should be 
the centerpiece of a movie, a much better, different movie that wants to actually talk about that. Yeah. Where this movie kind of only sort of wants to talk about that in the in the genre of it being, being a, a, thriller. a mystery yeah. thriller. If you uh, yeah. if you if haven't seen this movie before, all you would have to do is see one second of this scene and know that we're, how we're talking about how the yeah. stylistic ex- execution well, of this does not fit it's, it's, the I, gravity of the situation. That was the yeah. second thing, is I want to compare it to uh, one of Matt and I's favorite things is uh, in Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. Is how Michael Bay films Pearl the Pearl right. attack on Pearl Harbor. It's And this is uh, this scene is more horrifying and would uh, probably will uh, would be much harder for some people to watch than the Pearl Harbor scene. But the Pearl Harbor scene in in Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor is shot like an awesome it's action awesome. scene. It's this horrible it tragedy is, but it looks awesome. It is We're actually make it look cool. one of the best action sequences Michael Bay has made. Yeah. And it is kind of awesome. Uh, last time I watched that movie, there's a shot where the, a bomb goes yeah. from one of the zeros and goes underwater, and you're with it the whole time as it goes into the into and the you're boat, like, and you're yeah. kind of, and it's going like under and past all these like swimming soldiers or sailors who are in the water because their ships have sank. Yeah. The guys who died in Pearl yeah. Harbor. All all of this is what, based on real things. The one thing that you think well, you should not be thinking when you see a reenactment of Pearl Harbor is that is rad. Exactly. Fucking rule. <laughs> I saw that movie. I know about Pearl Harbor and that it fucking ruled. Yeah. yeah. So this and this isn't quite the same but it is that kind of it's thing where it's shot like in that it's shot in that way where it's like this is a this is a horrifying violation of this character yeah. who is the murder victim in this movie that is and the movie is sort of all about her and this is the crux of the movie, the movie and it's is sort of all about her which is interesting because we don't know much about exactly her. <laughs> but i mean but it's also but it's shot in this way where there's explosions happening behind yeah. her there's helicopters flying over there's like shots of guys going yeah! into the into the night sky as blow, shit blows up around them and it's like I don't think I didn't get the same the feeling. I wasn't like movie. Right. I didn't think this was awesome, but that part of my brain that like is you know goes like this is a cool action scene was going like wow neat this is really sh-. you know I'm like mm-hmm. thinking about that mm-hmm. instead of being like what is this scene this scene isn't supposed to be like that yeah. that's this is kind of where the movie completely lost oh it's me. off the rails like at this I think point. It, I think yeah. it had lost me rails. in a lot of ways at the, at that point partly up, because up of the until, banter up until this point it was just a dumbass thriller exactly like it had already I was like this sucks. Up to this point, and this is dumb, and right. made on stone, and it's and, not, and that, and it's not that unusual for maybe like a yeah. rape to be involved in a movie like and, this. In an ins- no, no, not in an insensitive but to, way. To this, sure, yeah, and but even, to this degree, and even the, like, the slut shaming stuff is like right. par for the it's course with these movies. I mean, body of evidence that's slut shaming right. oh the God. movie. Yeah, um, but like, uh, yeah, but then at this point, I was kind of like, God, you guys, it was like it was super clear at that point, at this point in the movie, where you're like these. The wrong, the wrong people. The wrong kid died here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the wrong people made this movie. Like yeah. these people, or, it might be the gra- the finest example of the wrong people yeah. made this movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. Anyway, oh my god. Yeah. So we, we hear more and more about this, and Grad, I want to even talk about it. Yeah, anymore. we don't they, need to go into too much more But they go into detail. a lot of detail about it. Anyways, it is. This, it is you like also the find central, out the central like thing in the movie. It's you also all, it's find all out what the whole movie is about. Ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Because James Cromwell heard about all of this and, of course, was devastated, but went to her like hospital, and went to her in the hospital. Yeah. She's all fucked up, and he's basically like, "You can't tell anybody about this. He's like this he's would set sweep it. This would set back women in the army in the military for decades. This would set back but the it, cause. It would have permanently damaged women in the military. That's how it's put. And you're kind of like, what? Yeah. Would it? 
Maybe, maybe if you. Well, I mean, public, one of the arguments was that we can't stop men from raping their it, female. It's like on that know. thing. But maybe, yeah, that, maybe that if you expose this, then we could actually put some fucking get some justice for this and, and at least try to make a stab at stopping this shit right. from happening instead of going like, "Hey, this is what fucking happens." Which right. I well, think that's a standard. You know, that's exactly. We I, can't stop men from yeah, being yeah. assholes. It's <laughs> women who have to defend themselves. Yeah. Which I actually think the movie also. The people who made the movie also think that, yeah, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't think they're be. coming from a, you know, they, they, I mean, the they movie, technically mean well. The wrong people made this no movie, but they're, they're not going like, they, they, they don't think that, like, right. No, that's he, not the argument they that don't, the movie They do think making. women should be in the military, and also I think they think, like, maybe this should be set up in a way that, so anyway, yeah. but, but it is, again, made by stupid. So basically, he makes her cover it up, and that's the whole thing. Yes. So then he, so that's so the then, betrayal so that's worse we get than the final piece of the, we get the final piece of the story. Well, this all, basically, the final piece of the story, because John Travolta goes and confronts James Cromwell, ja- Clarence Williams the Third is there, yeah, and then Clarence we William finally III get the great full story. Yeah. And this is where it's already well off the rails, and it gets even further off the rails because the way that uh, that the general's daughter was arranged, uh, put up on uh, with the tent stakes and splayed out and stuff like that, in, in an uh, echoing of what happened to her originally at West Point, she did that. She did it as a deliberate, as a deliberate provo- provocation. provocation to like expose the fact that her father like uh, covered it up, covered in the first it all place up because she's trying to scuttle his political plans. Yeah. Yes, because he wants to be vice president. This really happens in and, this movie. And James Woods is the one who who hammered in the right. Is it him or something? Is he no, the one? James Woods helped her do it. But yes. he's because because somebody had to actually pin her mm-hmm. to yes. the ground yes. like that. She and then and then they something. basically like call so Cromwell did. and go come check something out. We're not going to tell you what it is. And he shows up and she's like naked and splayed out. And she's like, this look is at what me. It, this is what it was, Daddy. Look at it. And he's like, this is uh, this, this is, is bullshit. This is gross. I don't like this at all. And he just leaves her there. Yeah. So and it's obviously supposed to be bad. It's bad. Yep. And then, no, uh, but, but he doesn't kill her, so we still don't know like how she died. That wasn't part of the plan. And then that's when you think, oh, it was Clarence Williams because he because, he, but not by and not on his own because he's like weird or a pervert or something, yeah. and, like a murderer. He was trying to cover it up because he's going to cover it up, but it's not. No, Clarence Williams because he goes because then he has a whole speech where he's like where he's like, uh, well, then I showed up and she was dead, and I couldn't believe that the general had done that. And yeah. the general's yes. like, what? I didn't. And he, he though, which I think is a really it's a it's a good scene in a bad movie. It's a, it's like, here's a know, funny line that he uses. Just kind of gives you an idea of what kind of what his character is like where he's and I think maybe he's even making kind of forgiving Cromwell for assuming that he killed his child but he goes you can't expect a man to deal with his own child while she was screaming such vituperations at him (laughs) so I I understand why he would have done such a thing and James Cromwell's going like wait a minute whoa whoa I really didn't kill her I didn't do it and that's when they figure out that's when he figures out who did do it who did do it Timothy Hutton, Timothy Hutton, who was just one of many men that she slept with, and who became obsessed with her, and then found her out there. He was in love well, with wait, her, before but she that, couldn't love. Before that, we get John Travolta calling to find out where Madeline Stowe is, and someone's like, "Oh, well, she, she went with Timothy Hutton to the crime scene. Timothy Hutton to this place, and then then it cuts to them, and Timothy Hutton's out in this place, and she's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Don't worry, we'll show you." And then Travolta shows up, and then. Then we get his whole speech where he tells what happened, where he'd fallen in love with her, and then he showed up, and she's like, and he was stalking her. So that's he yeah. saw the whole th- he saw the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you get another flashback where he's like, he sees her now splayed out. This poor woman, this yeah. poor actress, honestly, who yeah. has to do this, and any of the body doubles that have to do it too. Just like Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyways, he's going. He's like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, what's happening? And, and then she starts to get mad. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I she don't rejects even like him you. very thoroughly. You're just a so soldier. Th- You're not even a man. So this is between when uh, you disgust Cromwell- me. And Clarence Williams' third sh- uh, show, up. show up. So this is whole, this yeah. is like all happening in like this 
weird with his weird organs. You're just a fuck. I fuck you. Yeah. And then he like jokes her to death. And she spits in his face. Spits too. in his yeah. face. And he so murders he, her. He murders her. He and now he's like, her. I was in love with her. And now they're back at this the, this place where it happened. It's the training ground. In the training ground. And he has set up a bunch of bouncing beddies. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So and then we're it's dealing the, and then with, it, uh, this is again, what, the kind of movie we're talking about, we're dealing with this shit. Yeah. And then fucking bouncing beddies. No, no. We gotta make it cool. But before the bouncing beddies even, in, in another like stylistic twist, it like, bef- when Travolta gets there, there he's like standing there with Madeline Stowe and then she doesn't know what's going on yet. And then, and Timothy Hutton is sitting there going like, I'm about to tell you the whole story. And then it starts raining. Yeah, it's like Tony right, Scott in the fan rain. It starts fucking yeah, oh raining yeah. real hard right before he like does the whole thing. And so then when it cuts back to them, it's this hard fucking rain, and yeah. it look it looks so cool. Yeah, it just looks like fucking. It looks like every fucking action movie from that period. Like it's so, it's like you it's know, so shitty. It's like the and then there's. I mean, at that point in the movie, you're like used to it, but it's like right. <laughs> It's so dumb. Yeah, and he, and he so he and he like uh, he's gonna take everyone out with him. He's like, John Travolta, like, you're okay, but your but your lady over there, she might. She's, she's gonna have to go. The be- great thing about these is that they shoot shrapnel everywhere and will kill everybody. Yeah. yeah, and so and so he's like he basically steps on a bouncing Betty, and then this it all switches to slow motion because this is in in its in ways an action movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the bouncing Betty slowly pops up, and John it's Travolta a really runs cool over. Shot too it's when the when the cool. mine like jumps up through the towards the camera and oh, slow. Yeah. I remember it from the trailer. Yeah, it's but in it the zips, trailers. But it zips right in front of him, and yeah. then Travolta and Stowe like dive away, and it blows up. And it, it just blows fucking up blows him like yeah, like a small it nuclear like warhead. Yeah, it's they don't blow up that. It big. is such <laughs> a big explosion, and it just fucking incinerates him. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, fucking awesome. I will. I will say uh, that's what I was gonna there say. Was just a gang rape. I will, in this movie. I will say this movie sucks <laughs> and is dumb, and I hate it. Uh, and that that was awesome. When it was blew pretty up. cool. It's yeah. fucking cool. Uh, and it's the stupidest thing. I don't know. I like. I like. I don't care if those don't awful, blow up that way. And I, I don't recommend right. it. But this movie is something. I else. like the way that you know you see his body get knocked away by the explosion and like be blown away. Oh and man! Stuff. And then after like the the like the dust sort of settles from the explosion because there's all these uh, fake yeah. bodies around because they're demoing right, all these right, different yeah, yeah. ordnance. It's like a tra- it's like training. Except yeah, it's like training. and so like then the first thing you see is this like mannequin hung, hanging from like a thing and it's like blown in half. Yeah, there's like sand. And pouring out of it. Yeah, yeah it's that pretty cool. Fucking bouncing, buddy. Uh, fuck that body up. And then, then there's a then, then there's a lot more of the movie. Yeah. Then there, well, then there's a whole the whole scene between Travolta and the general because the general. This was like, tacked on. Yeah. They, they, this was a reshoot. Was it? <laughs> yes. The it scene was with it. them. The scene where Travolta confronts James Cromwell really? and is kind of like, "You actually killed her," because apparently it just maybe ends with the Timothy. Oh, because that seems and like because that audience, seems like the ending. And test audiences didn't think that J- James oh. Cromwell got like any kind of come. I actually like. I mean, because I actually w- would agree with test audiences because I it'd yeah. be one of the few cases where because I felt like this was the proper ending. They had the yeah. weird title card at the end that was a part I thought was dumb, where it's like the general went to prison forever, and then as, Sophie, so as, real. as, as if it was Sophie, real. And Sophie was like, "Was this based on a true story?" And I'm like, "I had to no, look it up. It was not. Absolutely not." <laughs> Jesus Christ! And so, yeah, that, that's, God, the, that's how the final much, would showdown. Would you hate it more or less if it was based on a true story? Oh my God! I don't even well, want to think about it. I would hate it. Oh, jeez, I don't know. I, uh, more? I could go either Oof. way. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I can't. I can't comprehend it. But this is where you get the you know another pivotal I mean, line where Jack Travolta's like, "The only mind Elizabeth wanted to fuck with was yours, and you still don't get it." Yeah. 
Uh, you, well, you, killed the, her, you, yeah. you killed her. Kent just pulled it, pulled her out of, put her out of her misery. You know, like the, the James Cromwell was the real killer because of the cover up. I mean, it's and not this is where we find out the, wrong. This is where we find out the betrayal was worse than rape. And then he's gonna, and then also that Travolta is like going to. He's gonna blow. He's the gonna lid blow off the lid of off of this. He's gonna tell everybody. Yeah. And he's so he, that's the part where it's like, are you a cop or a soldier? It comes yeah. back again. Like this is a movie ostensibly about this lady, and like it should be about that. And then it's also, but it's, but sort of no, it's but a, it's about but sort of it's men. about this man and his. Like and it's about like and them, like their honor and their moral code and all of this and stuff. And this institution's code. Yeah, and, and how they like the, yeah, the institution's code is what was violated here. They've done a bad job here. protecting these ladies. And they she, yeah. to be protecting And she them. was, in the, in the, but it's like you barely know anything about her. You feel like by the end of this movie, you should you should like know everything about this lady and like have some, but you kind of know, like I'm, I'm, you know that she was a slut because of this terrible thing that happened to her because really she was trying to movie, set up her dad or something. The movie is made so poorly that you're less what? heartbroken for her and more angry at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, absolutely. Irri- and irritated. Also, uh, and then there, this is the end of the movie, and then there, it's like the doors to the you know thing open where they had their like fake her fake apartment or house. Set oh up. my god! Isn't that a weird De Palma such a, set? Such a too? weird, such a weird thing. But they open the doors, and it's her military funeral, and that's when Travolta's like, "I'm gonna blow the lid off this." Whatever. Madeline Stowe's waiting in a car for him. Yeah. Cuts to the credits where Travolta's driving his car around so through the military weird. base. And then it shows Madeline Stowe driving her car, and then I was like, it's going to end like stick, where then they meet up somewhere. But it doesn't. Well, it just shows her drive somewhere, no, no, no. and it fades out. If you look real close, when the car, in the shots of her car driving away, like she, when you see her pull off, there's nobody sitting next to her. But when they're when the red car is driving into the sunset, there's a there's a person in the passenger That's seat. So, but then, uh, but yes, okay. So one of the people I was watching with pointed that out, and then I was like, then why did it show John right, Travolta driving his car immediately well, before he that? He stops. But he doesn't get it out of his car and matter. get into her car. I'm just God, saying, it, doesn't, it matter. doesn't matter, but it was just, a, right. it was just like... It's, as, it matters to the movie. It matters because it was as if this movie didn't suck enough. Right. It has to, like, tack on this one thing at the end that was like, well, now that doesn't make sense to me either. Just leaving you with one last inexplicable thing. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> as if the movie didn't irritate me and piss me off enough. And it's a post, it and it's technically way. a post-credit zinger because this is after we get the ti- that, the card that comes yeah, up. Yeah, it, it ends with this title card. It goes card. to black and it goes, General Joseph Campbell was court-martialed and found guilty for his involvement in yeah. the cover-up of his daughter's rape. He subsequently withdrew from public life. And then it has a and thing. And then it says, like, there are over 200,000 women in the armed forces and they're trying to make things better for them. <laughs> Jesus there you Christ. go. There's so your movie. So insulting. And then, and then we have a during credit stinger of these two charming characters that we fell in Maybe love getting with together. Maybe the they uh, have a relationship. They're getting back together, I think. Oh, they had such great banter. Right? They were fun. Do you have any more quotes? <sighs> I've, I've done enough quotes. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> good. We talked you enough get, about the general You get the daughter. fucking idea. Jesus Christ. I'm going to give this movie two Juds. Wow. I'm going to give it two Juds because as much as I hated it, uh, I, <laughs> I have to respect that the technical, like, like they made the wrong movie, but it looks fucking great. Uh, and so I'm going to give it to judge just for that. Uh, normally it would get one. Like if anybody like, yeah, anybody else had made it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they should never have made this movie, but it's too long. And that's in addition to it being just like wildly offensive. All the other shit. That we talked yeah. About. I'm still going to give it two. I'm going to give it four Douglases. Oh yeah. Because it's just disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> it made me feel awful. Uh, in addition to just being angry and bored, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten deaths by boat propeller. Yes. Nice. 
It's, it's such a fun and uh, and kooky action scene. You have no idea what what's coming. Yeah, unbelievable. Or, or why? Or why? Or why? You know, yes. you know why that guy's after him because he made him because he's gonna. I don't know. Uh, but okay, so I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one. Judd, uh, I hate this movie. I I do also want to just add though, not that if you're if you have a high de- degree of tolerance for this sort of thing that we've been talking yeah. about, this movie is insane. You kind of got to see it. Fascinating. It's bad and, and and hateful, but also just sort of like, I, this is the second time I watched it, and it was just the same kind of jaw-dropping, like, I can't fucking believe this movie exists sort of thing. So obviously, you, you've you listened to us talk about it. You know whether or not this, this is going to be the sort of thing you can stomach in any degree. It is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, and, and, and in a totally different way than movies are usually weird. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to give it- And again, d- trigger warning. Tri- oh, for, for <laughs> real. It's fucking nasty. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to give it four and a half uh, okay. Douglases. It's just fucking nasty. This is like one of the first things that you see in the movie is the naked woman splayed out. Yeah. And, and then and they really show you a lot of it. And you're just like, good God. And it gets worse from there. Yeah. Makes you feel bad. Um, you're going to need some of those pretty bath salts oh, after, yeah. after it's over. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm going to give it one basket of bath products. Oh, yeah, nice. It's nice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, going to need it. I'm going to need it to get clean after watching this I was going to go half star, but I'm going to go one just for the stuff that I did enjoy in it, which is li- literally what Matt pointed out, is that it does look, it does look slick. Mm-hmm. But, but Inappropriately, it, it but yes, it does. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be awesome, but at times it's kind of the scenes you're like, well, this is kind of awesome. It was particularly at some points when it should be absolutely up, not which be. should be the opposite of that you know um so i'm going i'm going one judd i'm gonna go four douglases and i'm saving the last one because like it is gross and sleazy and all that but i'd give it five if that was if it was fun to watch you right. know sleaze like basic instinct is like ew gross fun yeah whoa sleazy <laughs> and i'm like five fucking douglases because this goes all the way and i enjoyed myself while i was watching it yeah. this one i was like oh yuck mm-hmm yeah, there's just like lady splayed out in so many shots Ugh. of this movie, and then like you think <sighs> like you think movie. like oh okay that's where you're not gonna see that again, and then you're like oh the middle the middle scene nope. you see it you see it where the the inciting incident happened, and you're like okay well that's all we're gonna see of that kind no, of thing. No, we now. keep going back. Oh to no, the scene. there's another flashback of the first time. You said great, okay, cool, so we get to see that again. God great. damn, because remember good, the movie's movie is not about assault; it's about. Just women should they be in the military, and how well the men are protecting them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. So, so, four, so I'm gonna go four Douglases, and I'm gonna go uh, ten out of ten bloody kitty footprints. There yeah. you go. Nobody had ten my, out of ten bouncing Bettys. I'm surprised. Oh, no. it's too bad. It's okay. Nah, the movie doesn't deserve it. No, the, my favorite. That is, I do love. It, I do love it when he blows up at the end. But my favorite thing is that cat paw. That pet. That yeah. cat like bloody. It's hey like everybody. Oh, I, I absolutely and, and preferred and the uh, the pro- the boat propeller to the explosion. So, and it's yeah. absolutely yeah. it's absolutely a hilarious and like that is. That, that's the opposite I have felt about the Blink Dog performance. I felt like that is exactly how a cat would react. Because yeah. that cat is like, hey, guys. Yeah. And it doesn't give a shit that its owner is dead and right. it walked through its brains and blood. It's like, hey. It's hey, glad. I mean, it, it probably ate some of the brains already. <laughs> it might have. Yeah, you can see that the cat's been eating some of his brains. Yeah. It's a small detail, but it's in there. Anyway, There's actually a little mound of brains with a sign that says free brains. <laughs> I wish. The cat was trying to sell the brains. <laughs> I wish the movie had been about that cat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I 100% wish this movie somebody, had been about the brain-eating so, somebody cat. Somebody out there who has more ambition and money than us needs to make a movie. The General's Daughter's Friend's Cat. Needs to make a movie that takes place in one of these kind of movies, but it's like <laughs> the the murder happens at the beginning, and then the movie is about the cat. The cat. The cat that saw it happen, and the cat is maybe a witness, and then 
John Travolta or whoever has to keep the cat protected. It would be sort of like Turner oh, and Hooch. Oh, that would be awesome. But a little bit like a cat. But like somehow they they can they're going to be able to extract the the witness evidence from the cat's brain. Can the cat oh, talk? Oh yeah. The cat can't talk. Is it somebody? Somebody. There's some sort of sci-fi thing where they're able is it to psychic. Co- no, no. There's some sort of there's some sort of pseudo sci-fi thing where they're able to communicate. What with if the they cat, get? What if but they like get, the cat can't talk, but maybe it can do like. No, like, no, 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 no. They give the they give yeah, Travolta they give Travolta the cat's. It doesn't memory, have to be Travolta. Juice. It could be Denzel. They give him the memory juice from Unforgettable, so no. he can remember what the cat saw. The cat writes the writes the killer's name in James Wood's blood on the window. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that then the, it was the movie, Timothy Bottom. They have to use Liam Neeson's translator computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. from Suspect. Yeah, the cat it's sort is, of like the cat is in the trial t- typing into a computer. <laughs> it's weird too because and in the first scene, the, the, lawyer, cat, the cat has the a beard, and then yeah. they shave the cat's beard. They shave the cat's beard. Throughout the movie, but then, it, but then most of the movies like Mercury Rising, where it's the main character, it's Travolta or whoever trying to protect the cat from getting caught by the Alec Baldwin. And, who's the, after and it turns out it him. was it turns out it was the judge. <laughs> Why didn't you guys make this movie? I don't this know. movie was right there for for them, and they made what they they, they made, made the they general's made. daughter. That'd instead. be such a, a much better movie. Be a much better movie. The and cat, it's still the called cat. the general's daughter. For oh, some for, sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, all right, well, Simon <laughs> West can direct it for all I care. We, can we call it Whiskers for the prosecution? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! We got. We got to go it. out. We, that's well, it. We have more to say, but that's that's the end of the podcast proper. Uh, what are we doing next time? Next week we're gonna do some some John some minor John Grisham. Yeah, minor Grisham. We're not doing the one firm. of my favorite John Grisham. We're not doing a time to kill. We're gonna do the client, the gingerbread man, Robert Altman, our first Robert. and probably only Robert Altman, yeah, Robert Altman. and the Altman. chamber. Yeah. Back, back, another appearance from James Foley. I'm excited about Fear. this one. I haven't seen Grisham. Uh, I've seen I've Grisham seen on a star. Ooh. <laughs> when you Grisham on a star? When you Grisham <laughs> When you Grisham on a star. Oh, okay. It's, I can't I don't know if I can think of uh, anything better. Yeah. Okay, so uh <laughs> in the meantime, while while between our episodes, uh, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon if you love hearing us talk about this kind of movie. We're going to be talking about some other ones. We did just had our last action hero one go up. We got Hunt for Red October, Hook, the next Police one Academy is, Academy. Next one is, Academy. Next one is Academy. part 1 of Police Academy Academy where I discuss Police Academy 1 and 2. We might um, have another screening going on. We didn't get to 3. On. We did. We, we did didn't. not. We not yet. We no, may, yeah. We two. we have another screening scheduled for April twenty first, depending whether or not we're all allowed to go places. Yeah. Yes. So if if you're in Seattle area, we will have. We don't we, know what we movie play, we're we showing a, yet either. No, we're doing. Uh, I thought we're doing Hand the Rocks. Hand the Rocks. Oh, Cradle. we're doing Hand the Rocks. Great. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we just decided. We oh, just that's decided fine. Hand yeah, that's Cradle. great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, so that's April twenty first at the Beacon Cinema. Hopefully. But, hopefully, but so check their calendar and we'll keep. Well, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll keep harping on. That's a it. month. Yeah. That's a month from now. So hopefully, we're not all decimated by yeah. then. And follow if, us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitterbox. Like, like, subscribe. Give, give us five stars. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Everybody. Pray for us, by the way. Yeah. And pr- and, I mean, you know, we're all and, and all of America's in the shit right now, but we're in the middle of it. Everybody, be safe out there. You know, I be guess. So, I guess social stay distance. Healthy. Stay healthy. Uh, don't cough in each other's mouths. Uh, you know. Anybody who you know who's like losing work and shit because of this, and if you've got some money and you're like, ah, you know, help them out because uh, I know we know a lot of people are gonna if you know when business sh- businesses start shutting down, it's uh, it's not it's a real thing. It's uh, America is America's not great. Be ex- uh, <laughs> be excellent to each other. Yeah, and be excellent to each other. And I guess until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Thank you.